Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello, and welcome to episode 50 of Swish and Flick. I'm Sarah. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. We are again joined by our good friend of the podcast. Welcome to Ezra, the Jedi Knight who just wants to go to Hogwarts. He's still waiting on his letter. Guess I'm happy to be here. I'm excited. Are you? I am happy, actually. <laughs> I actually just dabbed a second ago when you introduced me. That no one could see it. But I saw I it out of the corner of my eye. I did a little dabaruski there. Oh so. my gosh. <laughs> ready to go. This episode is sponsored by Tamron Clay. So thank you. Right, that's right. Thanks, yes, Tamra. Thank you, Tamrin. Tamra is what Thanks, I call her. Thanks, Tam Tam. And um, Tim Tams. You. Love. Oh my God, your name is like Tim Tams, and oh those gosh. are from Australia, and I love it. I'm calling you Tim Tam from now on. Tim Tam. We are sending you love all the way to Australia because mm-hmm. we love you. Yeah. Um, and shout out to you for getting up in the morning when we do our Google Hangouts because it's literally 8 a.m. there or whatever. Honest to God, that's crazy. You are dedicated, and we <laughs> love you. Mm-hmm. All right, so today we will be discussing Chapter 8 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Flight of the Fat Lady. So make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to uh, get deep into the details with us. But before we begin with any of the social media, we're going to let Ezra talk about himself for a little bit. Just real quick, were we supposed to read the chapter before we jumped into this? You <laughs> didn't that? have to. You could we just you remember not things. read the We were supposed chapter. to read the chapter. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted We to. had some requests on social media to get to know Ez a little bit better, so that's what we're going to do now. I don't know why, but yeah. I'm just kidding. I, we love you. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> my favorite person on the phone. <laughs> okay. I love you. Ago, I love you, you too. said I was your favorite person. Yeah, it okay. It depends on who's in the room, but I love you all. I've uh-huh. never gotten a favorite. So. I'm just going to cry deeply tonight. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Shallowly. I love all of you. <laughs> Oh Shall goodness! Dry. No tears coming tonight. So, um, yeah. What? 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 Should okay. I share first. I mean, what's your house? I am in Hufflepuff House. What's yeah. your favorite thing about being a Hufflepuff? 
Uh, well, basically that uh, we're the coolest. We like to eat food. We yeah. got like, like I feel like we're like just if you wanted to come hang out and just chill out somewhere in Hogwarts, you'd come hang out with Hufflepuffs. You know where you know? to go. I, I have a yeah. question about Hufflepuffs. Are are they are they do they smoke gillyweed? Wow. <laughs> they, I mean, the, they uh, don't smoke any more gillyweed than the average than the Hogwarts average. student. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just, you know, Hufflepuff. I kind of I heard they have a reputation. Can I ask a question uh-huh. about the people sitting at this table? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> sure. You can ask away. You go right ahead. Has, any, <laughs> has anyone here smoked gillyweed? I have gillyweed? not. No. Okay. I don't know are what we supposed that's to about. answer honestly, or are we <laughs> <laughs> confessional? What what's going on? Uh, so let's talk about Ezra. I've never done it. Okay, there it is. Okay, yeah, same, same. Scout's <laughs> honor. I'm a good Hufflepuff. Do you know what your Ilvermorny house is? I do. I have everything pulled up here on awesome. Pottermore. I am. Um, I don't know much about Ilvermorny at all, but uh, horned serpent. Okay. All right. Is that good, Katie? Is that bad? Is what's yours? I'm a I, Thunderbird. Thunderbird, so okay. All right. Wampus over here. Wampus on her second try. Wampus on my first. Just Wait, saying. which one's the like? I don't even know. What's the cool house? Yeah, which Wampus. Wampus. What's wrong with horned serpent? Nothing. Horned cool serpent. Wa- okay, so Wampus. like I know that a lot of the times they're like, no, you can't compare the Ilvermorny houses and Hogwarts houses. But people have seen similarities in the descriptions of Horned Serpent and Ravenclaw, actually. You're a smart dude. Yeah. Are you a Hufflepuff? You're a teacher. I mean, makes sense. I might actually be more of a Huffleclaw. That's a cool. I'm a Huffledore. It's all good. Really? Guys, he's on a million and one podcast, and all they do are read. So, like, he reads (laughs) and stuff. He reads and stuff. He, (laughs) He just reads Lord of the Rings. He yeah. reads Bend the Knee. No, that's not what it's called. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's what the name of the podcast what is, is called. What is it called? The Song uh, of Fire of, and Ice? Uh, yep. A well, song. the first book is Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. It's a Song of Ice and Fire. Yes. What did I call it? Fire, fire and Ice. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a Cherylism. That's so like something my mom would do. Full Same disclosure, though. Before like I really got into all of those, in all seriousness, I was telling Tiffany this today because I got a chance to go over and see Tiffany, which was awesome. And we, we went out. We sat in her nice new van. In case you guys didn't know, I didn't get a chance. I had to hold the she baby got inside. A mom van. It was it's so awesome. I wouldn't know. Mom mobile. Yeah, it's it's all it's epic. So we're sitting in there and we're talking about Harry Potter. And once you guys kind of started your Harry Potter podcast, I like stopped reading. I like would listen to you guys. That's what you told me last weekend. Yeah, because I would I every year from uh, like around Christmas time I would start it up with my buddy Tom. We would read. We would listen actually because I would I had a fifty minute drive to work. I would just plow through it. And I once you guys started. <laughs> Plow through. Yes, I said that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so, Lane anyways, had an issue with it in one of their. It's a thing episodes. I say. Uh, mm-hmm. It just means to put your head down and Try read them all. Listen to them all. Hold on, right you drive with your head down? No. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sort of. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> but no. Anyways, I, I used to listen to, to Harry Potter all the time, and I, I don't. I, it just I kind of stopped because I started doing other book clubs and stuff. So it's actually been really refreshing to like get it, we, back into so it. So we made you branch out, actually, even though we started a Harry Potter podcast. I mean, yeah, yeah. But you had already read all of the books you're talking about on your other podcast. Oh, I had. Yeah, I had. Yeah. It, it, but just like the ones that I, I honestly had read it seven or eight times Harry Potter through. I had read it seven or eight times. It's more than me. It's. I mean, and I'm being dead serious. <laughs> listened to, I should say. Thank you for the... You're welcome. I, I listen all the time. It's my favorite way to yeah. get through the books, I actually. I actually like it better than I expected it 
so. Yeah. You listen to the Jim Dale ones? I don't know. I bet that, she does. Well, probably the, that's yeah, like that's the, the American one. Do they one. say cannot? I haven't heard him say cannot. Yeah. But he says, Is Hermione's voice really bad? Harry. 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 Yeah, that's great. That's actually exactly I hate what it, it man. I love Jim Dale, but I can't stand that. Yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> um, your wand. My wand. Okay, I'm really proud of my wand. Okay. Um, I have an English oak wood Ooh. with unicorn hair core. Uh, it's 10 and 3 quarters, slightly yielding flexibility. And you know what I think that means? Slightly yielding flexibility? What? What do you think it means? No, I'm not going to say what I think it means, but I was going to ask a question about oh. your wand. Oh, go ahead. What? Yeah, sure. I don't I can say it. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> mm. Yes, it's straight. <laughs> is that what you're going to ask? <laughs> I knew you were. I knew you were, and yes, it is. That's all we're going to say about that. And we're good. <laughs> so, anyways... But but that the fact that it's slightly yielding flexibility, I think that means I'm a like a go with the flow type of really easy going. <laughs> what, what is wrong with <laughs> Sarah? Is honestly um, having a little. <laughs> I don't know what to say, but you start choking. She's, I think she's. Uh... <laughs> this is off to a great start. Oh, are you wow. okay? Yeah. All right. I just saw you dribbling over there. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I honestly, is that the voices? Is there something going on? You have too much going on inside no, you. No, I just that... laughed at what you said. All right, I'm all sorry. The I, you, well, you don't think I'm an easygoing, go with the flow type of person? You are. Yes. That's what I thought. You know, so. What's the length again? Ten? It is uh, 10 and three quarters. Mm, yeah. Okay. Ooh, mine's the biggest on the table. Really? <laughs> 12 something? It's like 12 and one fourth inch. Wow. Um, can I tell you guys my Patronus? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, it's an Irish wolfhound. How do you I feel like about it. that? Because don't really, you not like dogs? You know, that's actually a good call. Okay. I, um, <laughs> I am more of a cat person, to be honest with you. But yeah. Yeah. I'm alone on this table. I'm more of a dog person. Not to say I don't like cats, but. Yeah. Yes. I think that it's really interesting. And I actually just learned this about you through Unexpected Podcast, but you're Scottish. So it's interesting <laughs> that your wand is English oak. I know. You're Scottish and your Patronus is Irish wolfhound. So I know. You're just was, like all UK. But here's the thing. So my, um, okay, here's a, a, another tidbit. So my father and my family, the Kirk family, is very Scottish. Um, my mom's side, the Chadwicks, are very English slash Irish. So they're all just kind mm, of that's a, a amazing. Mixed, yeah, it's like a mixed <clears throat> batch. So Chadwick, happens. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's meant to be wild. Um, so anyways, yeah, that's a little bit about, you know, me and my Patronus and my wand and house. I'm very, very, very proud to be a Hufflepuff though. Yeah. I literally talk about it all the time because I think it fits me so well (laughs) and I just, it was, I was so happy when I was sorted, you know, it was great. Who's your favorite character? Ooh, favorite character. You mean just, uh, I can only pick one. Yeah, in Harry what? in the universe of Harry Potter, you can't be like Frodo or Samwise or like okay. Jon Snow. <laughs> John, unfortunately, okay. Um, this is easy. Professor McGonagall. Mm, okay. Mick G. Yeah. Yep. And you'll see why later. I, I'm actually gonna. Well, I can confirm that later on in, in, the, in what I'm gonna, you know, <clears throat> read about or talk about today at the beginning of the show. So All right, cool. Yeah. What's your favorite book? Ooh, wow, that's a tough one. Um, that is really tough. Gosh, I honestly just, uh, even book and movie, I like, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, book, Goblet of Fire, and movie, um, Half-Blood Prince. 
Hmm? I'm sorry, you can't be on this podcast. Why? Goblet of Fire is your favorite book. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like Goblet of Fire? Oh, no, I like the book. I just don't like the it's movie. Just a joke. Yeah, the movie is bad. It's just a joke. We just we rag on it a little too I'm much. I'm jesting. Really? I'm jesting. Oh, my God. Did you guys I like thought the book? you said you were in jest. <laughs> what? Did you, did you guys like the book, though? The, the I like the book. Goblet of Fire? Yeah. I like the book much better than the movie. Yeah, yeah. It's not my favorite book, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Agreed. Huh. And your movie if, was Half Blood Prince. Half Blood. I like that one because it's funny. Yeah. Okay. If like you humor. could take, if you had to take only six books, which one would you leave out? Like if you had to get rid of one you of the Harry Potter books, I don't. Six to never Harry read Potter again. Books for forever. Wow. Which one? Would Someone you asked us this on Instagram, and I was like, yeah, and I a like good that. Question. It's a good question. A book that I have to leave out. Yeah. Which Which one out of the seven? Would oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Um. This is terrible. I can't believe I'm going to say this. I can't believe I'm going to say this. Um, prisoner. Oh, I was going to say it's going to be I'm sorry. I, I, you asked the question. I don't know what to say. I, I, if, if I, I, Ezra, get I, out of this I'm basement so, right I, now. What was I supposed to do? I don't know. I mean, Pick any other book but Prisoner. Uh, no, I, okay, here's the thing. I uh, like the characters that are introduced here. Oh, but the thing okay. that I... I do, I nice do, I do. Save. I do. I love Lupin. Is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite. He's people. staring yeah, at Katie while he says this. You're beyond Katie, saving right please. now. Please, no. <laughs> but here's the thing. I actually, um, I love the like Chamber. I, there's something I like about Chamber. I don't know. It's just it's the Ginny Weasley, you know, connection, and I just I don't know. So Ginny okay. gets way cooler in later books. She does, saying. she does, but it's just kind of neat. I don't know. I, I like it, and I like the defense against the dark arts teacher and the craziness that goes on there with that. Okay. It's just kind of I don't know. So that's why, yeah. You're Anywho. lucky this is not my first meeting with you. Yeah, I'm <laughs> so that left sorry. A bad taste in Kate's mouth, man. Oh. All right, are we ready? <sighs> I, I, I guess that, that brought me down hard. We man. can also just <laughs> we can also ask them on other episodes too. Yeah, true. Yeah. All so, right. uh, Meg, why don't you talk about our social media and how our listeners need them? Okay, so if you need any social medias, Which we're, you do. we're on all of them, pretty much. Uh, you can find <laughs> us on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast or Swish Flick Cast on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel. All of our podcasts are posted there, as well as fun vlogs, such as the one that we recorded tonight called Puffs pastry so mm. yeah. you guys can find more about what that is all about on the tube of you <laughs> so um you can head on over to patreon as well to get exclusive access to the felix files which is our bi-monthly bonus episodes a chance to be a guest on the felix files a live video chat session with us monthly on zoom giveaways live podcast recordings, and more. So if that sounds fun, you can find us at patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast and choose your support level. Um, lastly, if you don't want to go to all those different places to find us on all the different social medias, you can just go to our website. It's pretty easy. You, yes, Ezra? We'll go ahead and finish the website. It's cool. You just get to plug in for that, and I've got a criticism here. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> go ahead. I just oh, noticed something. Okay. I just noticed something. And I think oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'm going to be a... And a, a little help here in just a second. So go ahead. Okay. Uh, you can find us at swishflickcast.com. All of the information about Swish and Flick is compiled into one place along with our merchandise. Yes. You might want to super pay attention to our website as we approach our one-year anniversary. Yes. Ooh. I agree with that. Plug a there. Announcement. I'm leaving. 
<laughs> we might we might have some things coming out that you we'll might see. be interested in. We'll see. Um. So, I don't know what this. I mean, we do this in in some of the podcasts I work on. I don't know where you guys are at. It's cool. You're kind of catching up. It's fine. But MySpace. Where's your MySpace? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I don't understand. Like. All the social it media needs, where you know, no, come no. on. I mean, can we can we please can we please please get a MySpace page? Can for we Social bring Click? MySpace back? I'm Let's serious. Do it. I think you can still sign up for one. You can. Lastly, I want to give a huge shout out to all of our current patrons. You make this podcast possible, and yeah. we love you. Thank you. I am a patron. You so are I really a patron. Appreciate that. You are a patron, and we. Swish and Flick are a patron of Unexpected Podcasts. Uh, do you, you listen to our episodes, Ezra? I do. Yeah, I when do was the last time you listened to one? Um, well, I listened to one last week. Yeah, what what happened? Did it? Uh, I was on it, and I think you know it was great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> no, I listen every week. I honestly, there for a while during Chamber, I got a little busy, and I wasn't able to kind of. I had to kind of catch up or whatever. And oh, I, okay, you just stopped listening. No, just I was going to keep going, but then you guys were like, "Hey, you know." You want to swing on up here to do some recording, and so I actually jumped ahead to listen to all of your uh, prisoner stuff, so I could kind of get. Did you up. research? Yeah, all yeah, right. You did your research? Yeah. I so. want. I want to give a special thank you to our patrons that are listening live right now. Oh my god! Um, so thank you, thank yes. you. Yes, because also, so we said keep an eye out on our website for our one year anniversary because we have some stuff that's going to come out. But they're also planning something for us, and we have no idea what it is. But it's for our anniversary, apparently. I literally, I literally just got like chills right now for real. I just, they're just honestly, our listeners are the best. Sorry, as well. I guess really, (laughs) a lot of his really all of your listeners are from us. Guys, I'm a listener. Okay, I mean, hold on here. Maybe I'm working on the special surprise for you, and I'll just veto this. Okay, (laughs) let me just let me hit up uh, Lacey and Jessica and the rest of them. And just, (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, just kidding. All right. Uh, Okay. Oh, so still green. Weekly profit this week. (laughs) Green. I wanted to talk about. Um, I'm not going to talk about Funko Pops at Target because that's a conversation for another day. But Target has a brand new Harry Potter line that just came out that's really awesome. Mm -hmm. It's it's awesome, but not for your wallet. No, it's not bad. <laughs> no, because no, like, I want to buy it all. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah, it, but it's affordable stuff. Like yeah. it's not overpriced at all. They've got, they've got comforters, sheets, pillowcases. Mm-hmm. We bought the Slytherin and Hufflepuff pillowcases. Just saying. There's a really cute Hedwig pillow, Harry pillow. Um, we've got bookends that are like Hedwig bookends. There's a Deathly Hallows lamp. They've got a, a couple different blankets. There's like there's a ton. Oh, there's stuff. a Hufflepuff blanket I want really bad. Hedwig bookends. Um, Isn't there a mirror of Arised? Yes. 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 Yeah, a little like desk mirror of Arised, which so I cute. I dig. Sweatpants. Mm. Oh got no. Pants, jogger pants. Nah, oh my. More socks. socks. Wow. <gasps> oh, they also have a ton of wall decals, and one of them says, don't let the muggles get you down. Oh, how fitting. Mm. So, Where's Tiffany Winnie Meter? I know. Slam so, on So, yeah, me. I mean, like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm guessing, oh, they have a Triwizard Cup that's a lamp. That's kind of cool. Um, I'm guessing that all of this stuff is coming out because it's the one-year anniversary. Of Swish and Flick? Yes, yes, I know. <laughs> you caught it. You caught it. <laughs> It's the 20th anniversary in America of Sorcerer's Stone, so I'm guessing that's why they're pushing all of this new merchandise, but it's cute. I love, love it. it. 
Um, and I can't wait to go and get some more. So, yes. Um, I want to point out that Lacey on the live chat right now said, actually, as a moderator, a lot of people discovered Swish and Flick through unexpected podcasts. So shout out to Ezra over <laughs> here. Yeah. Oh, I will say in the most recent episode, Lane said that as well. So we'll just, we'll just go, we're good here. Yeah, so. A little birdie a told me that Lane actually um, talks us up more than Ezra does. So I think that wow. something be said. Uh, just, Lane loves you guys. I love you guys too. I just, you know. Clearly I mean, not as much as Lane though. Okay, maybe. Lane really likes you guys. He he kind of wants to do a Julian Florence crossover. So it needs to happen. That's gonna happen soon. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Who's introing uh, this amazing next part? Which part? That's you, Tiffany. Um, I don't know, guys. Last hey, time you I got it, did so good. Up. Yeah. Just like I don't I don't know if I can do it like Tiffany. I'm not Tiffany, and I don't. You know, don't like, have to be Tiffany. You just have to do it. You just be up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like a real, just like a real, just like a real big recap. Or yep. what, I yeah, mean, yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Real, real, real recap. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Look at the. I just. I mean, that's gonna hear, that's gonna hurt people's ears. I'm sorry. It is what it you, is. You stepped away from the mic. It's okay. Tried. Sorry. All right, and it still blew up that high. Yeah. Okay, recap. So Malfoy is a big faker about his injury from Buckbeak or the Bloody Chicken. And Harry and Ron are forced to help Malfoy in potions class. And he seems to know something about Sirius Black. Mm. I don't know, but who cares because Snape plays dress up and the kids have the best defense against the dark dark arts class ever because Remus is a boss. He is a boss. So I'm reading what I wrote. I'm thinking I shouldn't say what I wrote. Yeah, All baby. Right. <laughs> so Lupin is the new favorite, yeah, yeah. while Snape is a little upset about it. Um, <laughs> Lavender's rabbit meets a foxy ending. <laughs> everyone goes to Hogsmeade, you know, except for Harry, and uh, he gets closer to Lupin. While everyone's away, the wolves will play. Halloween feast goes off without a hitch for once, and it ends with the fat lady in tatters. Black is back. Dun, dun, dun. Wow. That's good. Mic drop. Black is back. Black is the new black. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Serious is the new black. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) (laughs) wonder if that's what they said when uh, he was born. (laughs) Serious is the new black. (laughs) It was funny, and then it just got funnier the more it said it. Oh god! Oh boy. Okay. So, um, is this where I come in? This is where I start? Do yeah. I say some Your stuff here? Your color's purple. Is this? I just kind of. Oh, thank you. That was so loud. Actually, I hurt my own ear. I'm really gonna need you here in a little bit because I've got some numbers and colors that I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, kinda, I'm ready. You ready? I'm okay. ready. Awesome. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> so, <clears throat> here, this chapter starts off, and we're kind of talking about, you know, Katie's favorite, Lupin. Okay. Yes. Who I just full disclosure, I love Lupin. He's one of my favorites. You don't love him enough to keep Prisoner of Azkaban with <laughs> yeah. you. On no, an I just like him later on in, in the other stories. Oh, you like him when you he's know. about to leave his wife? You wouldn't leave that book Are out? Are you kidding me? No, I just <laughs> Is this all based around one character for you guys? Yes, it this is. This book, yeah. yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, but okay, so he's the coolest, right? He goes um, back in and, time. Yeah, right. What Prisoner. What? Prisoner of Azkaban. Prisoner. Okay. You go back in time. You go back in time. Yeah. Spoiler. Hello. Yeah, 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 really, spoiler, big time. Everybody, Not there yet. <laughs> everybody uh, knows their spoilers. Okay. Spoiler alert, he also dies, so... Well, I mean, here, big spoiler alert. Uh, Bringing it down. <laughs> Lupin happens to be, you know, cool oh. like me, oh. you know? So that's kind of why I'm... Um, um, he reminds me a lot of myself, all right? So. Who said you were cool? <laughs> 
I did. <laughs> that's Doesn't not count. It. That's not it. Uh, no, actually, in all, in all seriousness, I, uh, I mean, I don't think I'm cool, but, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but Lupin is cool, and everyone's talking about him being super cool, right? The one connection I did make to him uh, as a teacher, though... Is he cool? <laughs> he's cool. I said that, didn't I? Yeah, like 50 times. Okay, I'll say it again. He's cool. Um, and But the, the connection that I I personally made, think he's hot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry, go on. Wow. Okay. All right, connection. Sorry. No, you're fine. No, I think he's... I was going to say I think he's hot, too, but... Um, yeah. He's sexy. He is, actually. So, But he wears these, like... Uh, they, they talk about his robes. You know, being patched and frayed, these frayed, patched robes or whatever. And honestly, my kids, you know, always kind of make fun of me for uh, <laughs> at school uh, just for wearing, like, whatever. I just kind of pull it out, and it's not always the best, you know? <laughs> so I don't really fit into the district in which I teach, and so I'm always kind of like, huh. I kind of, like, connected with Lupin. I'm like, okay. You know, and I wear a lot of flannel, and so I kind of thought... Katie, you can tell me if I'm wrong. Is he the type of, would he wear flannel on the weekend? Is that type, is that his thing? Or is he, you know, classier than that? I don't know. She like, prefers him shirtless. Okay. okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. I do picture him like a button down, but I can see him going classic flannel. You could? I okay. could. More, I feel more classic, like just okay. button down shirt. But I just kind of wondered. I see he him just, dressing down. He just feels like a, you know, like he'd be, he could be out, be, you know, doing some work out in the back, you know, with his flannel on. Yes. You know, or off. Yeah. off. Well, it starts on and then it's off, you know, type of thing. Um, but anyways, no, I just, it's kind of neat. Everyone's really enjoying, um, you know, Lupin. And then, um, so the, 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 it goes over the lessons that they've, the, the things that they've, he's been teaching them and um, Defense Against the Dark Arts. And two things I pulled, red caps. You guys know what red caps are? No. You're going to Thank you, red caps. <laughs> so I thought this was neat, you know, because they just say it really quick. Um, the red caps and the and the and the kappas or whatever, and they're these like so the red caps are these nasty little like goblin creatures that lurk everywhere where there's like bloodshed and the dungeons and castles, you know, um, and you know what's it say here the the potholes of deserted battlefields, so <laughs> oh my gosh, I why do my notes get hacked all the time, all the time? Sorry guys, as I'm reading here, it says Ezra wishes he was as cool as Sarah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> right so, in the middle of a sentence. So, anyways, really derailed me there. See, each week I'm trying to get like better and better and get my confidence, and you know, Sarah just keeps coming in and derailing me. Anyways, so, um, but I thought it was kind of neat. They're kind of like hanging around like different, you know, violent areas, and there's these nasty little, you know, goblin-like creatures. Yeah, it sounds horrible. <laughs> sounds terrible. Yeah. So, do they ever come up anywhere else though in the that you know of? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't think they do. I was trying to look on like the wiki and things to see if they came up in other places, but I'm not really so sure that they. Do you guys have an opinion? You're very quiet. On the red caps? I'm sorry. We're... Sorry, the live stream went down, so I was focusing on fixing oh, it. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> um, I, but I was just thinking, okay, so Sarah, you know, the the, the red in the um, I know we're not supposed to be talking about Newt's commander and things, but in the Why new, not? are you we allowed talk to? About Newt okay, all right, good, good, good. <laughs> Newt Scamander. I didn't know if it was like something. Scamander. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> I went to go push my glasses up, and they are not on my face. They're not there. Um, but would you know if the, in the in the battle, like with uh, the fighting that goes on, we could see a red cap. That could be something that comes true. back up later, and how to deal with them and yeah. stuff would be kind of interesting. I was yeah. just think of these little nuggets that are in the book that we might she might pull and use later on. You know, in, oh, the, in the stories. So and then yeah, like Kappa's, she did yeah. that with um, 
Grindylows. Mm. Like we mm-hmm. learn yeah. about them with okay. Lupin oh, yeah. and then yeah. they come back in the Triwizard Tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I like the way that Hermione slash, um, and Watson says it in the movie, like the way she's like Grindelows. I don't know. She says it in a cool way in the movie. I'm sorry. You're so right. Wow. She does. For about five seconds there, I felt way cooler than you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well. Okay. Anyways. Are you going to sleep outside tonight? Whoa. Okay. Uh, in the <laughs> pool? All right. Um, so the, the other thing that, that uh, they had learned about how to deal with, and these are things that they're dealing with in Defense Against the Dark Arts, the Kappas, like the, uh, how do you say it? Kappas? That's yeah, how I, I say it. Yeah. Kappas, That's yeah. how I say it. Um, these like water dwelling, you know, creatures. Um, <laughs> the descriptions need, you know, they look like scaly monkeys with webbed hands, itching to strangle un, you know, witting wanderers, you know, or uh, people Waiters. that are waiting, yeah, waiting in the in their ponds. It could be wandering and it could waiting. Be wandering, and, yeah. <laughs> um, so it sounds anyways. terrifying. Yeah, it so really does. Those are a couple things. So it sounds like the lessons, you know, are cool. And not to jump, are we allowed to jump ahead in the book? Yes. Okay, I just didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. I'm sorry, I didn't mean. He's to just feeling it out. He doesn't want to step on any yeah, toes. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, the Hufflepuffs worried about other people's Always feelings. Always worried about it, you know. But you know, you know how in the end of the book, like they're they're going to have to go through. Like he, Lupin just makes things super. Uh, yeah, I haven't got there yet. Yeah, practical and. <laughs> You know, and so it's, it, it, like he, they might encounter some of these things in their exam, you mm-hmm. know, that yeah. type of stuff going through. And they do. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of kind of neat. Um, I think they talk about how much they actually really like the exam for defense. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. year they really like it, don't they? It's yeah. like a, isn't it like an it's obstacle very course? very practical. Yeah. And yeah, they like yeah. see all these creatures they talk about. Yeah. So. And I like that he kind of has a theme for his teaching. So, like, I mean, obviously, we don't know what he was teaching first <laughs> years or second years or fourth, fifth, yeah, sixth, or seventh. Right. But I like that third year, he is just teaching them all dark creatures. Yeah. Like, because well, I got confused for a little. And I was like, why is he teaching them all these creatures? Like, shouldn't that be Hagrid's job with care of magical creatures? But they're not learning to care mm-hmm. for these creatures. They're learning to defend themselves against these mm-hmm. creatures. So I like that he takes a whole year to just talk about defense with magical creatures. Yeah. And I, I yeah. just, I just love him. Yeah. He's a, he's a cool dude. Yeah. Cooler than Ezra and, and Sarah. Wow. Combined. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay. Let's move on a little bit here though. So, uh, potions class continues to suck. Suck. Um, <gasps> unfortunately. And, uh, Snape's a little bit out of shape about how the, the Bogart lesson, you know, had been, I guess it had been, um, it's well received by the rest of the school, <laughs> but uh, not necessarily by, you know, Snape. Um, and I kind of put in here, Snape also, he continued, like the bullying with Neville continues to get worse mm. because of that lesson. And my question to you guys is, do you think Neville, like after that happened, like, yeah, so he feels empowered once he goes up against the Bogart, but then look at the the effects that that had on him in that class. Is that worse for Neville, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. how did Neville kind of, like, regret maybe that happening? I think he did. I think Lupin probably potentially regrets that he had Neville do that as well. But he didn't know that Neville's Bogart was going to take the shape of Snape. Yeah. Now, making him wear his grandmother's clothes is a whole separate issue. Right. Um, I bet that he he um, feels guilty, maybe not so yeah. much regret. He mm-hmm. takes and I on think, a lot of guilt for a yes, lot of things, so. yes. And then I think that Neville probably was like, had I not done all of those things, he's like, I probably wouldn't be getting as much bullying. And, and yet, from I feel him. like Neville would know that he like excels better in that class under a better teacher. So I don't know. 
Yeah. It's kind of give and take. It's like 50-50. Like in, but in potions class, though. Oh, yeah. Like, I think he just feels like. Yeah. Yep. You know. I hear you. Well, I just kind of wondered, because to me, I kind of thought, you know, it's, it just sucks, because the, the bullying just gets more, and it's, uh, it was already bad to begin with, you know? So, mm-hmm. now, divination, my favorite <laughs> class, all right? Uh, that seems to be a little more emotional. They just, they, it's like a brief little mention, but you can imagine that, you know, he's, every time Harry goes up there, there, uh, he talks about, um, Trelawney, like, tearing up. Predicting his death. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. 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 So that's not going well. I mean, um, she's not wrong because he no. dies. And then he's going to die again because he's, you know, it's, human. I think that this also <laughs> is one of those situations where Trelawney is predicting something that's inevitable. So is it really mm-hmm. a prediction? That's what I'm saying. Right. Like, I can predict right now you're going to die. And guess what? One day you are. Like, <laughs> Every, unfortunately, everyone everybody does. Everybody dies. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's... She is a piece of work. Are you guys sure about that? <laughs> like, well, and like, again, like I said with the whole cup thing, you know that Neville is a nervous person. Right. And so telling right. him, be careful with that glass, that china, you're going to break it. He's going to break it. Like, you're yeah. putting that thought into his head and it's going to happen. Like, when you tell a kid, you're a failure, you're a failure, you're a failure, they go and try to do something and they fail and they're like, yeah, they were right. I'm a failure. You know what I mean? You're putting mm-hmm. that thought into their head. See, I don't think anybody really dies. I think, you know, the body will decay, <laughs> but the, the soul spirit yeah, lingers, lingers on. on. <laughs> so I don't know where you guys oh are getting God. your information from, but... Um, we have Aragog right there. <laughs> oh, He's God. Dead she's, too. she's dead on the wall. <laughs> A lot of spiders down here. Um, yeah, in, we're in, in the, the OG cave, guys. Yeah. Feels good. This is crazy. I miss this place. So do I. I mean, I record down here all the time, so. You know, a little insider secret here. Um, back in that corner in a, in a reclining chair, right, for the first three episodes, Ez was actually back there uh, snoozing away. Yeah, there yeah. was a While picture the... somewhere. I don't know if it was saved, but yeah. Good times. Good so, times. Good times. Uh, okay. He has Anyways, a lot of good memories sleeping in the chair. Great memories. Uh, getting it, you know. All right, so we were um, so riveting. He fell asleep. <laughs> you guys had me up all night, though. We were, it was crazy times. No, you came up in the morning. Whatever. You like left your house at six o'clock to get here at eight. That's right. Good call. And but I was up the night before. Okay. Anyways, um, so you know, speaking of, of, of divination, uh, the Grimm's got everyone on edge except for maybe Lavender and Pravardi, Right? They're have they're up, up in her tower. You know, having a good time. <laughs> they're all about divination. Yeah, they really yeah. like it, don't they? Um, that says I like the the wording right haunting Trelawney's tower you know up there yeah. kind of like all the time so laugh laugh Ugh. now our favorite thing uh, introducing flobber worms oh flobber yep. worms does he t- doesn't he like don't he take care of those things like the rest of this book type of yes thing? yeah because he got He's scared because Malfoy yeah. was so mean Gosh. He's scared to teach them anything else which is so sad because he clearly uh, you know. I mean, I know that they don't always like Hagrid's class, like, ever, really, even going forward from this, but Hagrid really could be a good teacher. He yeah. has potential yeah. to be a really good teacher. It's just his confidence. Yeah. yeah. Yes, because, like, the thing with him, he's very passionate about what he's teaching. Yes. So, like, if he had the confidence, he would excel in it because he loves those creatures, like, more <laughs> more than, you know, probably Anything. humans and stuff, and you see... That sometimes he doesn't always make the best choices with them, but yeah. Okay, so anyways, it gets a little boring, you know, is what it is. Now, some exciting stuff. Okay, what exciting? Yes, um, Quidditch. We start Quidditch. to talk about Quidditch, and we're getting ready for it. Harry's kind of excited. Classes are what they are. So uh, go team here. 
the Gryffindor Quidditch team. I just kind of thought I'd remind everyone in case you forgot that there are seven players on the team. Uh, there are three chasers, two beaters, one keeper, and one seeker. Okay, just throwing that out there. Um, and then uh, to, to continue, let's go over that excellent roster. We've got three superb chasers: um, Alicia Spinnett. Is, is that right? Is it Alicia yeah. or Alicia? I think it's Alicia. Alicia. Alicia Spinnett. Okay. Um, Angelina Johnson and Katie Bell, uh, two unbeatable beaters. Friend George Weasley, uh, one special seeker, Harry Potter, and one extremely, <laughs> extremely attractive keeper, Oliver Wood. Uh, so he's a keeper, that one. He's a keeper. You know, I mean, you guys are always talking about Lupin being super attractive. I thought we'd give a little shout out to our friend Oliver Wood. There, That's fine. You know? Oliver's pretty cute. We've met him. We have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he signed a quaffle, didn't he? He signed my quaffle before oh. it was mine. Oh. I had not bought it yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, the, the question I had is: Is this the year? Or Gryffindor will finally raise that. Uh, Do you want me to answer that for you? That cup. No, I don't want you to answer it because we're going to get there. Okay, I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, now, side note: as we transition between Quidditch and the Hogsmeade announcement, because then I know you guys are going to jump into the Hogsmeade stuff. But this, the special little bit for me this week is Professor McGonagall. And I was earlier when I was doing my notes and stuff. Yes, I don't know who that is. Um, well, in case you didn't know, it's, she's... Is that the same person as McGee? Are they a relative? <laughs> I think they're related, aren't <laughs> Are they? Are they sisters? I think they're closely related. Um, might even be the same person. But uh, she's my favorite professor, though. Favorite character, I said that earlier. And um, I actually had a cat named Professor McGonagall. And it wasn't just McGonagall. It was Professor McGonagall. So, we have amazing. a cat named Minerva McGonagall. Do you really? We call her Minnie. Yeah, Minnie. I didn't know that. They don't that? talk about her very much. <laughs> She's not the nicest cat. I better she get actually, a t-shirt with her face on it. She actually kind of reminds me of McGee. A little stern, not very lovable, but once if she wants attention and affection, she'll come and seek it. Mm. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. So um, anyways, my I, I'm, I, I probably shouldn't share the, the, the sad <laughs> stuff there, but I, I had a cat. I'll put it like that. I had I'll, a... And I'll say one thing. Uh-huh. Pour one out for poor cat Professor McGonagall. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. I appreciate really that. Oh my God! What? <laughs> I know. I don't know if <laughs> yeah. I should read it on the podcast. This is what he was telling us. So, so being a ser- Debbie. Hold on, hold on. I will. I will say this because I do care about uh, my pets and my animals and things. And in an all serious, this was in high school. Maybe it might have been my first year of college. And I came back, you know, because mom and dad were you know away, and I had to come back and feed Professor McGonagall and. You know, I had we had another cat, um, Sparky, and we had uh, Sparky like a dog. Right? Uh, Sparky and uh, Gray. <laughs> Instead of cat, Greg. Was Gray. No, Gray. 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 Just, oh, just Gray. I thought it was Greg, and I was like, "That's oh. a strange name for a cat." No, it was just just. <laughs> this is my cat. Just Greg. Gray. <laughs> you should have named him Big Gary. Gray. So it was kind of. I feel embarrassed to even say that, but I had to come back to care, to take care of the cats, and. Um, we're pulling out, like my buddy uh, Thomas and I go in, and we're, we're feeding my cat. My, the, Professor McGonagall was so old. Um, I mean, was I, I, like 15-some-odd year. I mean, some crazy, like super long going on. That was, well, Maybe longer than that. I don't even know. Like long. I don't want old. that to be old because Teddy's nine. Oh. So let's not talk about sorry. that. <laughs> I'm sorry. But just, but just like, anyway. Well, if it makes so, you feel any better, you don't have a garage to, you know... So unfortunately, I actually think she, she, she couldn't see anymore. She couldn't hear anymore and things. And so um, I honestly think she might have just saw the writing on the wall and decided to end. I don't know. She, she, she was killed, um, and it was sad. But, you know, anyways, she was my cat. I love, I love my cat, but it was just kind of like I was 
looking at Professor McGonagall stuff, and I, I shared with Sarah that my <laughs> cat had died, and the way in which my cat died is pretty ridiculous. So, anyways, she's smiling down on us because we're talking I about her on the podcast. I, I kind of think my cat like this is gonna, you're gonna think I'm crazy, but I was sitting with my buddy Tom, and I remember like being in my driveway, and I just kind of like choked up a little bit. I was like, oh my gosh, like I had seen her do this before, and it's almost like she want she wanted to go, like she just was like she was mm. like it was hard for her to walk and things and stuff. So. Um, she gets she got killed in my driveway. So, but anyways, that's all there is to it. We're not going to mention anything else about the cat because I don't want to cry on the podcast. Okay, um, <laughs> but now that led me into some stuff about McGonagall because we, you know, Ron is telling Harry to go ask McGonagall for permission to go to Hogsmeade. Right? Did you guys know on Pottermore there's a whole bunch of stuff about Professor McGonagall? I learned some things from Azra because he this was reading about wild, her. Wild. Okay, you know. Just that her, I, I learned today about, um, and I don't, you know, you can go read it for yourselves, uh, listeners, whoever. We're going to do Felix Files on her. Oh, yeah. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. So, I mean, she was married at one point. I didn't know? know she was actually married. I knew yeah. she was engaged. Yeah. And um, just her story and the way in which, like, she, her closeness with Albus Dumbledore, her growing up, her mother hiding the fact that she was a witch from you know, her father for all those years who was like a minister and in, in all this stuff. And it just was kind of mind-boggling. And then she herself falls in love with a muggle like her mother, you know, but then he proposes to her in the field and she's all like, yes. And then she goes home and thinks about her mother locking her wand underneath her bed. And she's like, I don't want that to be me. And so instead she locked the letters from the muggle boy under her bed. And it just kind of made me go like, oh my gosh, like it just... I don't know. And she really couldn't get past that first, that love that she had until he died. And then uh, someone who, when she got her job at the, you know, um, Ministry of Magic, her old boss there is who she ends up falling in love with. And he courts her and they get married. It, it, you just have to go read the whole article on. It's really on, interesting. It's so good. It just blew my mind today when I was reading it. So, yeah, I, I want her to do that with every character. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. It was there was so much backstory and I just could not believe it. And then her relationship with Albus Dumbledore was like she shared a moment with him about like she, he finds her crying at one point because of the loss of her, you know, her first love, I guess, you know, back in the day. And then he shares stuff with her. And it was just, I don't know, it was great. So I stumbled across that today and I kind of wanted to share it with everybody. Because um, she has these moments, right, like right here, where when Harry comes and he asks, I know someone else is about to do this, where, yeah, where the permission, where we're talking about, you know. He's taking my part. No, I'm not. I'm done. I'm done with that. But like that part <laughs> is emotional. Like I think, I actually think it's one of those like good moments for McGonagall where she like, you know, you kind of get to see through the facade that mm-hmm. she has of like stern teacher. Type I agree. Of thing. So, I agree. But anyways, yeah. So Ron's just encouraging Harry to ask McGonagall for her permission to visit Hogsmeade. Yes. So, <laughs> um, but that's actually the next day. So we're going to back it up a little bit. Good. At the end of that long day of classes, Harry, Ron, and Hermione are sitting in the common room. And Ron says that Scabbers is in his bag. And then all of a sudden, there's this scrambling... With Crookshanks and Scabbers, Crookshanks jumps at the bag, starts clawing at it like his life depends on it, and the rat escapes and then runs underneath this like set of drawers. It says he streaked through 20 pairs of legs and beneath a set of drawers. Ron remarks that Scabbers is skin and bones. Why is he skin and bones? 
So Ron is claiming that it's because of Crookshanks. He's being bullied by Crookshanks. He can't relax. He can't, can't handle eat. The stress. He can't mm-hmm. handle all the stress from Crookshanks always being after him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In reality, though, we know because it's because of Sirius being out of Azkaban. Mm-hmm. So Peter is very anxious because he knows that Sirius is not after Harry. Sirius is after him. Because, you know, he's, he's the only one that knows dude. the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's skin and bones. And I just wanted to point that out. It's not because of Kirkshanks. Um, Hermione defends Kirkshanks here, though. She well, goes, I bet you also having a cat come after you is probably not, is, yeah, it's it, not going to help the it issue. It is scary. Yeah. And Hermione defends him, though. And she says, all cats chase rats. But why is this not true in this instance is like the question that I wanted to pose. Because, like, it's not just a cat and a rat, right? Because yeah. Crookshanks, um, so there's some, there's some interesting information on Crookshanks on the Wikia. We know that Crookshanks is incredibly intelligent. Like I said before, Ron said that he said Scabbers was in his bag. And immediately after he said that is when Crookshanks attacked it. So is Crookshanks really that smart? I have, I think she is. It's a he. I think he is. I think he is too. Well, uh, not to jump way to the end, but at one point, doesn't Black influence Crookshanks? Is that how well? They can happen? talk to each other. They yeah. become friends because, yeah. because she, as an animagus, they yeah. can communicate to each other. So is that already happening though? At that point, is Crookshanks? I would say yes because from- we know later on in this chapter. Sirius does get into the castle, and we find out that Crookshanks helped him do that. Yeah, okay. So I would say yes. At this, at this point, point, they're communicating. Yeah. So when did that first start? Sorry, you can answer that later. Never mind. No, it's okay. I, I don't know. Um, I well, okay. So I don't know if this is just a movieism, but there is a point when all of the kids are in the Great Hall and uh-huh. they're looking at a paper, and somebody says that he was spotted in. Hogs, uh, this is not Hogsmeade, but a city close by. And Hermione goes, "That's not, not far, far from, from here." Oh, okay, yeah. And I would guess that it's going to be around there because okay. he makes it to Hogwarts, but he stays in the forest. Okay, okay. And then meets Crookshanks and is able to communicate to him. Huh. So Crookshanks is half Nasal. I don't know if anybody doesn't know that, but it um, is evidenced by his lion-like appearance. His ability to solve problems on his own without aid or teaching and his clear dislike of an ability at recognizing untrustworthy people, even if they're transfigured. So Crookshanks, because he's half measle, he can tell that Scabbers is an mm-hmm, animagus mm-hmm. and he knows he's untrustworthy. Plus the fact that that um, sneakoscope up in the dorm has been going off constantly since Mm -hmm. they got to school. And Ron attributes that to it just being busted and broken and cheap. But in reality, it's working because Scabbers is living in the dorm room. So it's going off because of Scabbers. It's been going off. It went off in Egypt. I almost said New York. (laughs) And in the train. Yeah. Yeah. Every time it's close to Scabbers, Mm -hmm. it's going off. Dude. Yeah. Mm. Agreed. Um, so Crookshanks was purchased from the Magical Menagerie, as we saw earlier in the book, in 1993 by Hermione. Um, the witch from whom she had purchased him stated that he'd been in the shop for a long time and nobody wanted him, um, mm. which is sad. And I Hermione did. Hermione wanted Herm him. Herm wanted him. Yep. 
Herm Herm. Um, and then they also have a page on measles on the Wikia. So it says measles can interbreed with normal cats and generally have up to eight kittens in every litter. Mm. Measles, not seven? That's a lot. That is, it's weird that she decided eight and yeah. not seven there, yeah. Measles owners are required to have a license to own the animals. I believe that that's if they're full measles, not if it's a half measle. Um, some wizards and witches make a living by breeding measles or part measles. Arabella Fig makes her living in this manner, which would explain why she has so many cats. <gasps> Didn't wow. realize that. Wow, that's cool. I want to see where they pulled that from. I see one. Oh, the Squibs FAQ section on jkrolling.com. Shout out to Squibs! Measle <laughs> <laughs> um, whiskers can be found in wand cores, although God, they're said cool. to make inferior wands compared to unicorn hair, phoenix feather, and dragon heartstring. We know that because Ollivander says he only uses the best best in his cores. But okay, but like, kids? like who's going to take over uh, his business when he, I don't know, you know, needs to have a poured one out for him. Sarah. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so because of Neasel's aggression towards certain individuals, meaning distrustful or suspicious people, they have a three X classification in the fantastic beast book by Newt Scamanda. Wow. Yeah. So That's that is cool. Crookshanks. Wow. Like He's Crookshanks. pretty sweet. He is really... I love him. Yeah, me too. So, so yeah, clearly he's communicating with Sirius. He knows that Scabbers is bad, which is why he attacks him. Um, but Ron is furious, like absolutely furious with Crookshanks, with Hermione, for the fact that she's defending him, saying cats just do this. You need to get over it. Um, so they go to bed mad at each other. And then they wake <laughs> up the next morning, and Hermione's trying to be nice, and she asks how Scabbers is doing in the next day in Herbology, and Ron is just kind of a jerk. I mean, he can get like that. That's just, that's just Ron, so we all expect it. It's whatever. No, I just, you know, yeah. Okay. What's wrong with Ron? Well, I just, I, you know, jerk's just a strong word there. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe is I'm a little he, sensitive to is it. Is he your favorite out of the trio? Out of the trio? Yes. I like yeah. Ron a lot. I, yeah. I, I love I love Ron. Yeah, but he has a temper. Well, I mean, hold on a second here. Oh, if, if my if my pet rat was being harassed, <laughs> by but a cats cat, just do that. As... Oh my gosh, do they? Because are they? You know, like with like with doesn't Neville have a toad? Yeah, yeah. he's got a toad, right? Um, cats don't eat toads; they eat rats. Uh, my cat, my cat was jumping all over the toads <laughs> in the flower bed. Okay, so. I don't know, you know, I kind of feel like uh, there might be there might be something something there, I don't know. Anyways, I don't know. I just, you know, it's it's I'm with Ron. Here's the thing. His rat is as you said, skin and bone. He's sick. He's a jerk. He's sick. Well, he's he doesn't know a, this yet. I know. He doesn't in Ron's know, defense. You know? And and Ron's just worried about him. It's, you know, everything is kind of uh, you know, things fall apart from him. He doesn't, you know, it's his I don't know. It's his down. I can understand it. He just so. always gets snippy with Hermione about things, and it's I think because he enough. likes her, so mm-hmm, it's uh-huh. excusable. But I mean, you're fine. He's not. rude. I'm just kidding. He's rude a little bit, but but <laughs> just, just remember, devil's advocate. Just remember his rest. He's the Hufflepuff. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Just trying to hey, you know, both sides. <laughs> just trying to hey. <laughs> so after her, after Herbology, they go to Transfiguration, and they get to see Lav Lav crying. Ooh. Do we, do we all know why she was crying? Yeah. Her bun bun died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Binky the bunny is yeah. dead. Yeah, it's just... Um, uh, 
So I just wanted to read a little bit just to get, because this is talking about divination. So if you guys don't remember, Trelawney predicted that Lavender was going to deal with something yeah, that thing that tragic. The yeah. thing the you're thing dreading. You dread. Yeah. So she's crying. Provardi has her arms around her, explaining something to Seamus and Dean, who look very serious. And Hermione says, what's the matter, Lavender? Pavardi says, she got a letter from home this morning. It's her rabbit, Binky. He's been killed by a fox. And Lavender's, I should have known. You know what day it is? The 16th of October. That thing you're dreading, it will happen on the 16th of October. Remember, she was right. She was right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Lavender and Pavardi are the two girls who already like adore Trelawney. And they're going to believe that this is true. Like, she really did predict this. Oh, my God. And But, of course, Hermione is like, are you, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, uh, oh, where is it? Oh, you were dreading Binky being killed by a fox? And then Lavender says, well, not necessarily by a fox, but I was obviously dreading him dying, wasn't I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah. Hermione says, was Binky an old rabbit? No, he was only a baby. But then why would you dread him dying, Hermione asked. Uh, Well, look at it logically, Hermione said, turning to the rest of the group. I mean, Binky didn't even die today, did he, Lavender? Lavender just got the news today. Lavender (laughs) wailed loudly. And she can't have been dreading it because it's come as a real shock. Don't mind Hermione, Lavender, said Ron loudly. She doesn't think other people's pets matter very much. Oh, shade. Mm. <laughs> See, there's Ron again. But I, guys, I mean, I think Trelawney. I mean, it's close. You know, it's a. Can we not chalk that up to a pretty good? No. Why does she call? Why uh, she uses the specific <laughs> date, October sixteenth? I think she's you know? grasping think... at straws, and that's just right in the middle of the guys, month. I, just I think, think it's a mo- coincidence. There's more to Trelawney. Than... As I would call it, a quinky dink. I was yeah. going to say that. I'm a fan <laughs> of Trelawney, just so we know. Just so, All right, the know. door's that way. Okay. Bye. We'll see you guys. <laughs> so after the transfigura- transfiguration lesson, McGonagall, McGee, wants to talk about Hogsmeade. So real life talk here. Why does Harry think that McGonagall would sign his permission form? I think he's just hoping. Yes, just hopeful. Yeah. Just that's literally like She's it. such a stickler for the rules. She's always so stern. And, like, I don't mean this in a negative way, but, like, he that's not something she, of all people, would do. I think he was like, I'm just going to have to ask anyways. You know what I mean? I think yeah. he's like, I'm Harry James Potter and everything happens for me, so I'm going to ask <laughs> oh, and she's going to say yes. <laughs> Holy smokes. This is true. This is true. Oh, I can't even see because of all the shade that was just <laughs> My gosh. Uh, real quick, just quick disclaimer, guys. Uh, it is, we are recording on Friday the 13th. We um, are. So, and there's only like half an hour left. Yeah, so I'm a little <laughs> worried and just everybody stick together here in case something happens. All okay. Right, continue. All right. Um, and then I just wanted to point out Neville's grandma having absolutely no faith in him again here. She I mean, sends his permission form straight to McGonagall. I don't think that's not her. I don't think that's her not having any faith. It's just him being Neville and forgetting his permission slip at home and her sending it in. But how funny! But it, McGonagall but, says, "Oh, don't worry, Neville. Your grandma sent yours straight to me." I don't think she said straight to me. Did she? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just not a fan of Neville's grandma. I mean, I'm not either. But <laughs> yeah, your grandma sent yours 
uh, to me directly, Longbottom, said Professor McGonagall. She seemed to think it was safer. Well, that's all. You may leave. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends. Learn about a new culture. Want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com dot com slash today today say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Rude. I think you're lying. I think I just read it right <laughs> out of the book. <laughs> JK might be lying to us there. I don't know. How dare I say something? Like I also wanted to point out, lastly, that I think that McGonagall's probably really glad Harry didn't get his permission form signed. Because yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. it's dangerous for him to go there. 
And it would have been much harder for her to come up with an excuse as to why he couldn't go than for him to just have an unsigned permission form. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Question. Real quick, I, just because I'm, I'm blanking on this. Who got uh, Harry his Nimbus 2000? We, well, we don't know. We don't really know. We think maybe McGonagall did it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, how could she have just gone into Harry's vault and taken the money? Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like she probably did it because wink, she's wink, like, yeah. I want a good seeker and uh-huh. I want him to have the best broom on my... Because she's a huge Quidditch fan. Just yeah. wanted to remind everybody that I think that might be what happened. She's cool. She is cool. She's got a cool side to her. So maybe if Harry thought that, too, I don't think anyone at this table disagrees with you. We all like McGee. I was no, just I saying, I find it hard to believe that she ever would have signed it for him. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. If Honestly, yeah, if yeah, I was yeah. going to ask a professor... But from Harry's I mean, point I, of view. from Harry, for Harry, I would have gone to Dumbledore. Too bad Lockhart's not a teacher, and you could have <laughs> yeah. totally would have signed it. I, my I, question, though, yeah. or not my question, but I guess it is a question. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> that if this was not this year and like he wasn't a threat, he they wouldn't have cared. I don't think. That's my thing with. McGon- I agree with McGonagall. Like he kind of. This was just. It was set up perfectly yeah. for him to yeah. not be able yeah. to go. And like Katie said. If if it was a different year, there wasn't a threat like Sirius Black out there looking for Harry. Had he been like, I'm Harry James Potter. You want to sign that for me, babe? And then like they would have whoop, 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 and he would have gone, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's yep. all I got. You okay. All right. So Harry wakes up on Halloween morning feeling thoroughly depressed. Yeah, I would too. But was trying to act normally. So Ron and Hermione are trying to cheer him up, saying they're going to bring loads of sweets back from Honeydukes. But like, really, guys, yeah. is that even the same thing? No, no. <laughs> I mean, no, it's better not. than nothing. Yeah, I know, but that's like when you guys say you're going to go down to, you know, uh, Orlando. <laughs> Don't worry, as we'll bring you back something. First of all, you never do. Second of all, it's not the same. Okay, <laughs> they bring us stuff back and then forget to bring yeah, it to us. That's totally true. Okay. Okay. So after Ron and Herm leave, Harry tries to go back to the common room, but he's bombarded by a good old Colin Creepy. And he quickly makes up a story. He's like, oh, I, I got to go to the library and get some work done. Cue the fat lady, one of my <laughs> favorites. She's like, what was the point of waking me up? Uh, yeah. Um, so thing. Filch stops Harry in the hall and asks where he's going. And Harry's just like, nothing, because he really isn't doing anything. And I just wanted to read Filch, because I feel like Tiffany would want me to. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, spat Filch, his jowls quivering unpleasantly. <laughs> a likely story, sneaking around on your own. Why, are you, why aren't you in Hogsmeade buying stink pellets and belch powder and whizzing worms like the rest of your nasty little friends? He's just so mean. Um, but Harry isn't affected. He just kind of like shrugs, and Filch is like, go back to your common room, but eh, he doesn't no. listen. Nope, can't do that. I mean, like, why does he have to go back to his common room? Because Filch is Filch. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask a quick question? Because the, the title of this is, is The Flight of the Fat Lady, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do, do all the other portraits sleep, too? Is there, like, a sleep time? Like, it's time to just, like... I'm Night sorry. That just, yeah, like they, they probably do what they want. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just kind of wonder. I mean, all they got no responsibilities unless they are in front of a common room, I guess, and they have to at least take the That's a pretty big you deal. You say that she's the only one in front of a common room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, that is... Wow. Huh. Interesting. Are you deaf? Put that light out. <laughs> <laughs> and all the porches in Dumbledore's office are sleeping like 99.9% yeah. yeah, of the time. I like, because they're so old. You know how, like, old mm. people like to sleep a lot? I wonder, because, like, what True. if, like, the first headmaster's, like, nice news for 23 out of 24 hours? <laughs> <laughs> I'm essentially a cat now. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, so it's a good thing he didn't go back to his common room, though, because who does he run into? Mm. My boy Remus. Sexy, sexy. Oh, yeah. So he sees Harry walking by, and he calls him into his office. Can we just talk about how super nice he is? Because he has to know that Harry can't he's go to Hogsmeade. Right he's probably now. feeling down. Giving him some company so he's not bummed out. So we find out about a Grindelo. He has it in... Zegrindelos. Um, he has it in a tank in his office for a future left. Future lesson. Oh, future lesson. Oh, lesson. <laughs> um, so Grindelows are water demons. They're a sickly green creature with yeah. sharp little horns, long spindly fingers, which are strong but brittle. And the trick is to break their grip. Mm. Yes. His hands remind me of salad fingers. Uh, nope. Stop right okay. there. Stop right Wait, there. salad fingers? <laughs> I'll show you later. Oh, we'll show you and I will we'll not watch it. You. Okay. <laughs> you won't like it. No. So they're found throughout Britain and Ireland, much like Ezra. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and they have shown aggression towards humans, wizards, or muggles, but mer people have been known to domesticate them. Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So they're yeah. pets. Yeah. Yes. I just want to say, guys, that I'm waiting on my 23andMe results, and I really hope it comes back as British, <laughs> Irish, or Scottish. Yeah, I think it will. I got a, I got a good feeling. You yeah. Know? Do yeah. you feel the blood? I feel something, a connection. I've my family felt, thinks you know? it's going to come back Polish. Which we'll I mean, see. I would be okay with. I don't care, but you might be both. You might be. Really all of it. want British. Hmm. I'm a little. If bit it British. comes back as British, I'm changing my accent. <laughs> that would be fantastic to hear. Mm. Um, so a little bit of etymology about the Grindelow. Uh, it comes from the Yorkshire and Lancashire legends. Yorkshire pudding. Yeah. So the name is derived from Grindel and Low. So Grindel is from the word Grimmed, which means fierceness. And low is like the distance above or below a base level, or in this case, the river or sea, and they're usually found mm. there. Oh. Um, the name might also come from Grendel from Beowulf. Mm. He's like the baddie in that, if anyone's read that. They're also said to grab children yeah. with their long arms and drown them if they come too close to the water's oh. edge. So they're kind of used as like a boogeyman figure to frighten children away from pools, marshes, or ponds so they don't drown. Wow, guys. Mm. I, can I just really quick... For anyone who might be uh, a listener, as we've said before, from you know from an unexpected podcast, what's that? Don't let don't just you, I'm, you totally just prompted me to remember something here. Uh, Drogo Baggins actually gets killed in a in a in a lake, and I'm wondering. Oh, Grindle, yeah. Uh, we, we never have like any because it's like a mystery. Any explanation as to why he might die? And I'm just going to get swish and flick. Just gave me the answer. No, it was me. Know, it was. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not to share that with Lane, you know, the possibility Do that, it. Uh, you know, something like this Maybe could exist. Maybe it was exist a Grindylo. Yeah, Grindylo. It's interesting that they um, say it's kind of been used as a boogeyman figure, and they say, like, a Bogart in, like, um, mythological real-time life mm-hmm. is, like, a boogeyman as well. <laughs> That's, like, another name it goes by, right? Yeah. 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 I remember you talking about that. Cool beans, bro. Mm-mm-mm. So here we see another instance of how poor Remus is because he offers Harry some tea. He has chipped mugs and apologizes for only having tea bags. So Harry's clearly high maintenance. Are they sipping tea together? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but Remus says, I dare say you've had enough of tea leaves. So yes. that's, wow. yeah, that's wow. spread a little bit. So McGee told him all about the prediction, but Harry says he's not worried. Mm-hmm. But he starts mm-hmm. to think about that dog. He saw a Magnolia Crescent, and he almost tells Remus about it. But, yes. Do you think Remus would have made the connection? Yes. Uh, yeah, yes. I actually think he would have. Yeah, and I think he ain't no dummy. Yeah. Would that have changed things? 
Probably. Yeah, I think because it would have put in a different, totally different path. I wonder, well, so, you know, they, I don't remember who talks about it, but s- somebody says they're, oh, it was Snape. Sorry. Snape says that he told Dumbledore that he thinks that Remus has been helping Sirius get into the castle mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that had Harry said this, Remus would have told Dumbledore? Yeah. Or would he have kept it to himself? This might get this might get me thrown off the podcast. This might <laughs> literally I might have to leave as soon as I say this, but get out now. Why didn't our friend <laughs> Lupin come forward with that information? Oh, oh I have the answer. Yes, good. I have the give, answer. Give actually, the answer. at the end of this book, he's he's actually really disgusted with himself that he like wrestles with this the whole time. Because yeah. if he tells Dumbledore, a man that has he super trusts who gave him this life, honestly, because he yeah. shouldn't have gone to school. Yeah, he would have to admit that he totally broke his trust during mm-hmm. school because Sirius is an unregistered animagus. Mm-hmm. He would have to admit that he's running around with them as a fully fledged yeah. werewolf, and it would have been just this whole like domino effect of gotcha. like lies okay. and gotcha. deceit. Essentially, you know, he sees it as something yeah. terrible. So he is wrestling yeah. with it at this time because oh, yeah. that information to the ministry and to Albus would be huge. Oh, crucial. Yeah. yeah. So I just kind of mm, interesting wondered about that. I don't know. All right, good. I'm glad that didn't get get me thrown off the old podcast. I got but, you. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, except one failure. All right, thanks. Um, so Harry's thoughts must have shown on his face because Remus asks him asks him if anything's bothering him, and at first Harry's like, no, but then. Yes. This is a really sad thought, but you know, he was like Biff's with his dad. I wonder if like his dad ever had like a same <gasps> similar look to Harry being like, I should probably say something, but Oh man. He's like, yeah, what if he's like, oh, James had that same exact mm-hmm. look on his face? Hmm. Yeah. Sorry to be Debbie Downer. Sad. Yeah. It's cool. Um, so Harry very bold or first says no, but then he very boldly and I think bravely says actually yes. You know, why did you stop me fighting that boggart? And it's been bothering yeah. him, I think, since this happened, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and Remus is actually surprised. And he's like, I would have thought that was obvious. Yeah. Um, so he... Yeah. I don't understand why Remus thinks that that's obvious. Because he's talking to a 13-year-old boy who is excited to learn Defense Against the Dark Arts... He's not going to be thinking that in depth about those things. And of course he's going to wonder why he was stopped. Because I think especially because Harry didn't grow up knowing Voldemort. He didn't know anything about that. So that's not going to be his most deep-rooted fear. You but know what I mean? does he know that he knows nothing? That also, he I didn't think. live for all 13 years like thinking about like that no. dude killed my parents and he's probably coming back? Right. Well, no, but Lupin, I mean, Lupin knew that Harry went to the Dursleys. Yeah. I mean, Remus lived through the first wave of Voldemort, though, so he knows what he's capable of and that he's freaking scary. So maybe he just expects, like, Harry's only 13. He doesn't have a family because of this guy. That has to be his biggest fear. Well, like, and maybe he's thinking, like, yes, Lupin's greatest fear is the full moon because he doesn't like what he turns into, but maybe his second greatest fear is Voldemort. So maybe he's thinking... I'm so terrified of this guy and what he did and how he ruined my entire life almost that like, I can't imagine how a 13 year old wouldn't think similar or like along the same way. I guess. Yeah. Um, So can can I just real quick on your, cause I have the book here, you know, I thought like one of the things that he says, um, he was thinking about 
Uh, she says, clearly I was wrong, said Lupin, still frowning at Harry, but I didn't think it was a good idea for Lord Voldemort to materialize in the staff room. I imagined that people would panic. Uh, and then Harry says, I did think of Voldemort first, uh, but then I remembered those Dementors. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to steal your thunder, but I thought... No, you're fine. Like, that's... To what your point was, Harry did think of Voldemort, and then... Can you imagine if he would have just showed up in the classroom? Yeah. <laughs> Even as a teacher, I was like, that's a little much. Uh, we're going to shut this lesson down. But, but how, does, how would Harry, though, uh, to your point, Megan, know that what Voldemort looked like? You know, it's like a deep, uh, yeah, deep memory. Oh, well, sorry. But like, sorry. No, no, does it I, matter like, that he but wouldn't would know? He, but but he, what would he materialize as? I, I mean, he saw him in first year. Right, but, but he was like, like, so would he materialize as Coral on the back of Coral's but head? But does he remember, like, subconsciously as a one-year-old, like, in the back of his head, like, what he looked like right before he was killed? Sometimes, like a year and a half. sometimes the things that scare you most are the things you don't know much about. Yeah. So yeah. he literally only has so much information. That's some profound stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also wonder, so say he did, he admits he did first think of Voldemort, and then he remembered the Dementors. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the Bogart changes depending on what you're thinking about. So whatever your fear is, like at, at the that foremost in your in mind, time in the in the in the yeah. forefront of your yeah. mind, is that what it turns into? Because like sometimes my fears might fluctuate between a snake or a spider or a shark or. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it just depends on what I'm thinking of Florence the most bug. at that moment. Yeah, I, I know. I or, like, maybe you're in a situation where you're, like, in a garden and you can have a snake. You're right. not going to see a shark there. Right. So I'm not thinking of it. But if I'm by the ocean, that definitely is my biggest fear. Yeah. I think it could, because if you remember the Mirror of Error said that your, the, your desire could change. Right. And what you see in it. So why couldn't a bogger? Well, I know that your desire could change. I'm sorry, as I know know that your desire could change. But I think that that what I'm talking about is like literally people have many fears. So could you go up to a Bogart and think snake and it turns into a snake? Could you then change what you're thinking and say shark? Would it rematerialize as a shark? You know what I mean? Probably. Well, I think it depends on like how fearful you know what i mean like it's gonna prey on like you might say oh my god sharks terrify me but you're really more scared of the snake that's by you or something you know mm-hmm. well i think too you, you we overcome our fears too so at some mm-hmm. point if it's not maybe not in the same sitting but years down the line you know for ron let's say it's could spiders change. it could change later on once you grow up you know we're not afraid of the dark anymore except for sarah but you know it's, <laughs> it's uh, you know like thunderstorms in the dark. <laughs> so i don't know <laughs> your bugger turns into a sad rainy gray cloud <laughs> I literally, like, one time had um, one of those apps on my phone that gives you, like, white noise. And I yeah. put on, like, rain, and it started to thunder, <laughs> and I got scared to my That's so <laughs> and sad. And it wasn't even real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Mm. Did you want to finish <sighs> what you were saying? I was just going to say I'm never going to overcome my fear of sharks. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Or you're, snakes. You're, I believe you're more likely to be um, electrocuted by a toaster than killed by a shark. So. Ooh. I don't necessarily, mm. I'm not necessarily scared of getting killed by one. I'm just scared of them in general. Okay. Well, They're now scary. that my bugger is a toaster. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought this was important to read. Um, So, quote, Harry, who had expected Lupin to deny that he'd done any such thing, was taken aback. So, 
I think um, Remus surprises Harry often. He's not the adult he's used to encountering, which we'll see again in a little bit. Um, He is... I'm sorry. It's okay. Can I jump really quick? Yeah. Just one sentence. Remus is an adult that treats Harry... um, as an as how's the trying? Yeah, kind of. Like Lupin treats Harry properly. Mm. Not that other adults don't treat him properly, mm-hmm. but like a lot, you know, like Mrs. Weasley coddles him kind mm-hmm. of. Like she protects him too much, mm-hmm. I think. Or like McGonagall, um, she's very protective of him as well. Whereas Lupin is more so he's a thirteen year old boy and I'm gonna treat him like a thirteen year old boy, just yeah. like I would treat anybody else. Yeah. And nobody else is like that because while there's a benefit to having a Harry Potter factor quote, I think there's also a negative to oh, yeah. having a Harry Potter factor. Well, that and the I, other teachers do and other adults in his life do more than Lupin. Yeah. And I, but I think with Lupin though, like he get he comes from a totally different perspective. So that's yeah. why he's able to do that. Cause like he knows what it's like to be like, you know, mm-hmm. not an outcast cause Harry's not an outcast, but but in a different way, though. Yeah. It's, it's Lu- like... Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, Lupin's definitely... Oh, yeah. Ass, no, no, no. But... I agree. Like, but he's able to... But Harry kind of is. Oh, he yeah. Is. So, like, he's because able he to treat him to be like... He knows what it's like to be, you know... On the outside mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, realistically, like, Harry has no idea that all these people, like, knew him and stuff. Right. At all. Yeah. But I will say, Lupin has a better... Um, connection and rapport mm-hmm. with, with the kiddos. He doesn't... Mm-hmm. He doesn't baby them, but he doesn't... You know, he just has a real knack for how he interacts with, with all the kids, I think, honestly. I know it's a little more personal with Harry here, mm-hmm. but I could imagine him being the same way with Neville. Mm-hmm. You know, after yeah. the Bogart lesson and saying, hey, being real with him and just pulling him in and saying, look, just so you know, I'm, I know that you're getting, this is happening. And having, I, I, in my head, I imagine that that conversation happened with he and Neville. Yeah. And, and oh, yeah. saying, you know, sorry that that's still going on or whatever, but, you know, giving him some solid advice you know i agree i I can feel i can you can even feel it with the kids after their first lesson you know like they're all they're leaving the classroom they're chattering about it they're Mm -hmm. actually excited about a defense against the dark arts class they feel like they learned something they can't wait to come back like how often does that happen in their classes you know and not to go on uh, to katie i'm sorry i keep kind of jumping in or whatever do it um like when i was reading about mcgonagall in her early years of like teaching or whatever that passion that she had so I you, also you kind of gauge how long have the teachers been teaching and what have they been doing? Does it become routine and things? Because in her Pottermore thing, which if you haven't, you haven't read, you need to go read it. <laughs> um, it. It talks about her passion and how, you know, the energy she had and the response from kids was super high and positive. And people like, you know, Hermione still are kind of like, whoa, mm-hmm. we can learn a lot from her. She's right. the best of right. the best type of situation. So I don't know, you know. I mean, you can, we've all had that one teacher who has been like so much different from... Yeah, from, other teachers to us yeah. you know touched yeah. you in a different way made you learn better yeah you know mm-hmm. yep one of them is my friend on facebook yeah yeah that's cool college professors yep. yeah so as ezra said um so remus did assume that the bogart was going to turn into lord voldemort and i wanted to read this from the book too harry stared not only was this the last answer he'd expected but lupin had said voldemort's name the only person mm-hmm. harry had ever heard say the name aloud apart from himself was professor dumbledore so instantly in harry's mind harry's got to be like this guy's different yeah. dumbledore is the bravest guy i know yeah and True. only I, I say voldemort's name because i don't know i never knew it was bad and you know dumbledore taught me it's nothing to be afraid of but here's this other guy yeah 
he's not afraid either. Good call. Do you think that this is like a first order of the Phoenix thing? Oh, yeah. Because I can imagine James and Lily would say Voldemort's name. Oh, yeah. Name. I think I the whole order did. Because Sir- Sirius does. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if Molly and Arthur were in the first order. I think that they were just in the second one, which I th- mm-hmm. which I would think maybe is why they still say you know who. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just mm. an interesting connection. Yeah. yeah, that's a good thought. Like, well, I would also, assume Neville's parents, if they still had their minds, would yeah. say Voldemort's name because... Gosh, doesn't that fire you up a little bit? Man. Yeah. yeah. Even oh. if Mr. and Mrs. Weasley were in the first order, these guys were so much younger. Mm-hmm. Remus, Sirius, yeah. James, and they might have just been like, no, like we're 20, not having like that. Like 20 mm-hmm. years yeah. younger. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Like they were still in school they're when it was coming to like power. The, they're like the millennials, right? They're like, right. The, yeah. they're like the younger generation that's coming up that... Yeah. Well, there's roughly only like a ten year difference between um, like Harry's parents and Bill Weasley. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. weird. Yeah, but yeah. cool. Yeah. Hmm. So Harry does say he um, he actually thought of the Dementors, and Remus says, "I'm impressed." That suggests that what you fear most of all is fear. Very wise, Harry. You know what that reminds me of? That quote was it FDR that said it? Um, that says the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Mm-hmm. I think about that every time I read that book. Never thought about that. So it looks like Harry may just be about to tell Remus more about just how the Dementors affect him. Um, when Snape comes in with a goblet that's smoking faintly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you know that I don't like to do this often, but I have to question Remus here. Bring it on. So he says that suggests that what you fear most of all is fear. And I don't think that that makes sense. So actually I found, I came across this online. I don't remember what I was searching, but I found it a couple days ago and it says, actually dementors are supposed to suck out happiness. So doesn't that mean Harry simply fears sadness and depression, not fear? Yeah, but like, isn't fear kind of like a form of depression and sadness? I see what you're saying, mm-hmm. though. Is it? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, no, I, I view when you're saying what you fear most of all is fear, I view that very different as saying you fear sadness and depression. Mm. Like, I see. You fear emptiness, loneliness. That's what I think he fears. I don't think he fears fear. I think I will agree with you, actually. Hmm. I just thought that that was an interesting point. It was just like one of those websites. It's not Reddit, but it's like a website like that where it's like people yeah, are saying theories. So this was shared by Ameth KK. I don't know. Way back in 2015. But I don't know. I just found it to be interesting. I liked it. Yeah, that's no, a, you're that right. is interesting. Because that is a line people kind of do dwell on a little bit. That suggests that what you fear... Most of all is fear. Very wise, Harry. Um, because it, he, he's having a debate between Harry himself internally, um, thought of Lord Voldemort first, and then he thinks of something else that he doesn't understand or that brought about a great fear or dwelled in that Dementor itself. is he's, It's causing him to recall you know, his, one of his worst memories. So that's interesting that you said that. What were your thought, Katie? I don't remember oh, it. You're, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It was a very fleeting thought. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know, but that's a very quoted quote from the book. Yeah. And I just find it interesting 
Um, it's almost I don't, like it doesn't make sense to me. It's not mm. he doesn't fear fear. It's almost like if you feared fear, you would fear a bogart. Yeah, right. Exactly. And actually, that might honestly be what loop. I mean, because I don't know, like if, you, if he's uh. facing down a bogart and he's it's it's like he's wrestling with like what he might see, you know, that he fears yeah, yeah, what is yeah. coming from that bogart. You Whew. Know? Get a little know. hot in here. It's a know. little sweaty. Woo. <laughs> 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 Um, I don't know, but like, and you see that, you see that with Harry a lot, I think. He does, he hates being sad and empty and depressed. I mean, well, who, doesn't, he grew who up. doesn't hate that? But like, he's stuck in those situations where right. he feels those things often. Right. And it's, he feels those things at Privet Drive and he hates going back there. Yep. Mm-hmm. He feels those things fifth year. Whenever everybody's holding things back from him and he feels lonely, which would cause depression potentially. So I feel, I don't know, I, I feel that Harry's fear is actually depression and loneliness. I, and emptiness. Yeah, I can understand I, that though. I like that. I don't yeah. like it because it's sad, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I just think it makes more sense than saying he fears fear. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. Remus, what are you talking about? Speak to me. Speak to me. <laughs> From beyond the grave. <laughs> tell me telepathically. Um, so this line kills me every time, and I don't really know why. It just sounds so funny. He talk, he's talking to Snape. He's like, I was just showing Harry my Grindelow. I don't know why I think that's so <laughs> hilarious, but I do. Um, so Snape directs Remus to drink um, what he brought him in the goblet directly, and that he had a whole cauldron full if he needed more. Um, and yeah, Harry didn't... A what? Uh, Harry didn't like the look in Snape's eye and gets this crazy urge to knock the goblet out of Remus's hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so Remus says he's just been feeling off color and that this potion's the only thing that helps. Dude can tell the truth while telling a lie. Super skills. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's had a lot of years of practice. <laughs> yeah. So Harry like suddenly like has all these urges to like warn him of Snape, like he thinks Remus is gonna get poisoned. So he like blurts out that Snape's very interested in, in the dark arts, and some people reckon he would do anything to get the the job. Um, but Remus just like sort of brushes him off. He's like, ah, I better get back to work. Yeah. I just want to say that I think that this right here is a perfect example of reasons why people dislike Snape because of how she's portraying him here. Mm-hmm. We view from everything Harry. from Harry's perspective. Mm-hmm. Harry hates him, so we hate him. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. just about to say shout out to Snape <laughs> for making that I was <laughs> yes. about to say Right, because what really, because yeah. in reality what he's doing here is actually a very positive thing and yeah. super... I mean, Lupin is super grateful f- to him for doing yeah. this. Yeah, he's, he even says, like, along the lines of, like, I'm extremely lucky that he's here because there's not a lot of wizards who are up to making this potion. It's very yeah. difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also will say, like, I think it shows their relationship that Snape, and we've talked about how um, I think that his emotions are a little bit stunted when it comes to the Marauders because he mm-hmm. has a lot of um, hurt feelings about what happened. Yeah. Where Remus is, like, school with school, whatever, we're now it's both colleagues, yeah, and Snape yeah. not so much. Where he, but he still, granted, does a wonderful thing and makes this potion and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, so. super difficult potion. Which I mean, if nobody knows, it's Wolfsbane. So yeah, I wonder what it does. Why is he know. taking it? Why is he taking that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Are you excited about something? Yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> all right. Well, so I'll see a wolf. Mm. So Ron and Hermione make it back. Herm. 
at dusk from Hogsmeade. And like the awesome people they are, they brought back some snacks for, <laughs> for Harry. <laughs> um, they dumped them in his lap when they get back. Their faces pink from the cold and looking like they had the best day. Thank you, ma'am. So Harry being a good friend, even though I'm sure he doesn't, not that he doesn't care how their day went, but... <laughs> Does he people, really want to hear I don't think he really out. wants to hear about it. Um, and so he's like, what was it like? Where did they go? All this stuff. And it sounds like they went everywhere. So as the dude that I was listening to read the book, he calls it Dervish and Banjis. And I was like, ah, that's not what I'm we pretty sure it. that's Jim Dale. Yeah. Um, I, the I Wizarding Equipment Shop, Zonko's, that's not, that's Zonko's. It's very, like, <laughs> very accent every. Zonko's Joke Shop and into the three broomsticks for foaming mugs of hot butterbeer. Mm. Um, Hermione tells Harry how the post office has about 200 owls sitting on sh- woo, on shelves, all color-coded, depending on how fast you want your letter to get there. That's so cool. Um, and it's if you have the illustrated copy of Prisoner of Azkaban, they have, um, and I don't know what page it is on, but it's in this chapter, in this section, where they have like owls um, at the bottom of the page. They have two rows, so you kind of get to see um, what they look like. But they're mm-hmm. like... Some for international travel and some for local. I'm yes, just like huge. picturing like owls in UPS uniforms and <laughs> FedEx <laughs> uniforms and post office uniforms. Yeah. All right. Um, so they mentioned fudge samples at Honeydukes. Sorry, I said that in a very odd way. I was like, Cornelius Fudge was sampling at Honeydukes? Yeah. <laughs> um, and they said possibly seeing Shrek at the Three Broomsticks where they had a wonderful glass of steaming butterbeer because they saw... They think they saw, oh, a troll is what they said. Not, <laughs> not an ogre. Not yeah. an ogre. Oh, they do say ogre. Oh, do they say yeah. ogre? Nice. Yeah. All right. Nice. Yeah. I do. forgot what it said. That's we why I like, should have made. Saw an ogre. Yeah. That's why I said they possibly saw Shrek. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my question is, like, what, and this is a little bit of a, um, what do we call them? I want to say Felix Files, but I, I don't know, know why. Me too. A lightning, like, lightning bolt. When Tiffany's gone, we just don't know what to do with ourselves. We have no brains. But what do you guys think Ron and Hermione talked about all day? Like, How was much it they you love like each other? Yeah, but like, was it like an awkward first date? Like, I kind of think it was. was. Like, you don't know what to say, and like because when have they ever spent time just the two of yeah. them? Yeah, this was probably very good for them. Just Agreed. The yeah. two, two of them. Us. You and I. Uh, I just think it would be overwhelming, right? I think they might get lost. Like the intimacy that we think is going on might just be. I don't think there's that much intimacy, but I think like, have you ever been on an awkward first date? And you like, you don't know what to say. Never. (laughs) No. Like, did you guys ever have like an awkward? Well, you guys were friends first, weren't you? Yeah, Yeah. we were friends first. We did like go to the mall together. Anybody else ever? No. 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 People ask us like I've had friends ask for like dating advice and I'm like you're you're asking the wrong person here. <laughs> I literally have no dating advice. Sounds, it just happened. Sounds I'm super cliche. Lucky. Yeah, but like literally it was just like it just happened. It just, and happened. It just flowed. Yeah. But I yeah, mean, I, but I, maybe I think this would be an awkward first date. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a long long day to just be the two of them. Like it I wonder. A lot of I almost like I wonder if Jenny was with them. And she wasn't allowed to go. Why didn't Harry hang out with her? Maybe oh, he she's just a... isn't a fan of her yet. Hmm. Yeah. It's just too interesting. busy chatting with Remus. <laughs> just an interesting thing to think about. Like, I just wonder, like, what 
What were they, they up to? About, yeah. I feel almost like partially though. Were they like, snogging? They, they went to so many. <laughs> they went to so many places. No, that doesn't happen until Deathly Hollows, and I missed <laughs> it. Um, they went to so many places. They could have just been really overwhelmed by their surroundings and honestly not mm-hmm. even talked that much. I bet it helped that they were seeing all these new things. Like they yeah. both could experience. Like, how these do things. you? How do you? I don't know. I'm a very talkative person, so I don't know how they wouldn't have a conversation like you had a yeah. like did you sit at lunch and like just sit over your fish and chips not speaking to each other <laughs> so uh this butterbeer pretty good <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say i think the movies do a really good job and this isn't the first time that they go well i think that the movies kind of combine it i can't mm-hmm. remember correctly but harry they do combine it mm-hmm. yeah okay so technically this this doesn't happen here but they meet Harry meets them out there with the Marauders map, mm. but you can kind of see their like awkward conversation when they're like going to the Shrieking Shack. Hermione's oh, like yeah. trying to start a conversation, and Ron is like not helping the situation, just kind of one word answers. Um, and I think that, right. I think that's pretty accurate, probably yeah. to how it went. Yeah. Um, so there's some information on the more of Potter. So we know that Hogsmeade is the only entirely non-muggle settlement in Britain. It's so in cool. Scotland specifically. Um, so residents Scotland. are owners. Owners of various businesses include Aberforth Dumbledore, Madame Rose Murta, Madame Puttyfoot. Is that what I'm saying right? Puttyfoot. Puttyfoot. Yeah, Puttyfoot. And shops including Honeydukes, Sweet Shops, and Zonko's Joke Shop. Um, and some, some magical properties. Both Honeydukes and the Hogshead Pub have secret passages into the grounds of Hogwarts, which is pretty cool. Um, and they also have some cool pictures. So like, um, like um, artistic drawings of inside of Honeydukes, which is the famous sweet shop that contains shelves upon shelves of exciting and delicious sweets. So you yeah, that will post really that. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. I like that the colors are very bright, yes. uh, vibrant. And then like the background is just like a gray. I, I'm not gray. I can't see colors. It's brown. <laughs> Um, so we'll post it on our Facebook guy so you guys can see it. And then, um, there's another picture that's the three broomsticks and that's Hogsmeade's popular pub staffed by Madame Rosemary. I remember when Ron it was has- just one. Broomstick. <laughs> Ron has a crush on her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that it's set. Um, the picture is set in like Christmas time. So there's snow everywhere. Yes. So it's like, um, it's a cute picture. Beautiful. It reminds me of Christmas times. And there's also like a little bit um, of behind the scenes on Hogsmeade. And so described by J.K. Rowling in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, it looks like a Christmas card. Um, so dressing the set for Hogsmeade required a, flusti- a festive flair and a whole lot of fake snow, which I think is cool. So we'll post it so you can read some, um, Im- I said read some images, read some more about it and see some pictures um, of how it came to be on the movie. In the movie. Side note, I hate that there's fake snow in Hogsmeade at Universal Orlando. Like on the buildings and stuff? Yes. Mm. I like it. <laughs> I like it when there's Christmas decorations everywhere, but I don't so much like it in July. Oh <laughs> Remember when they were talking about... I wish it was... Like, that's my it was literally, supposed to snow. I, yes. tell you, I say this all the time, but December is my favorite month, and from like the 1st to the 24th, that's like my... The, my love that That's time. your jam? Mm-hmm. They so they apparently have snow machines installed, but what they they are like the idea they have spaces for them, 
But then they realized that running them constantly like that would not be a good idea. Mm-hmm. So they didn't go through with that idea. But the idea of Hogsmeade at Orlando was that it was supposed to snow all the time. I think it's a mm. phenomenal wow. idea. Yeah, cool. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Okay. So then Hermione asks Harry what he did that day. Any schoolwork done? And so he tells Hermione. him about his yeah his time with Lupin and how he drank the stuff that Snape gave him. OMG. Ron is gobsmacked that Lupin actually drank it. Um, and so then Hermione's like, bros, feast's about to start in five minutes. Um, so we got to go down there. So they head to the Great Hall and she logically says that Snape probably wouldn't try and poison Lupin in front of Harry. You know, too many witnesses. So the Great Hall is decorated point. with hundreds and hundreds of pumpkins filled with candles, um, a colony of live bats, which, you know how, like, it's a gaggle of geese? It's a colony of bats. I looked Ooh, it up. Yeah. Very nice. And flaming <laughs> orange streamers that almost looked like brilliant water snakes. So I can just imagine those, like, being in the um, sky. Not the sky, but, like, the ceiling-ish, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So the food was delicious because, duh. Um, and even Ron and Hermione, Thanks, who were elf. so stuffed from Hogsmeade and all of the stuff they ate, both went for seconds. Good for uh, them. Yeah. You know. Lupin looked the most cheerful he ever had. And Harry noticed that Snape kept glancing at Lupin a little bit more um, than a normal person should. Concerned. Does he have a crush on him? Concerned about him. <laughs> you know? Um, but was Harry just imagining that he kept looking? Who knows? So the feast ends with a spooky entertainment from the Hogwarts ghosts. Nearly Headless Nick did a reenactment of his own botched beheading, which I'm glad that he's, you know, finally coming to terms with it after all hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, and so Harry had a wonderful evening and wouldn't even let Malfoy, who um, was being a word that I'm not allowed to say on the podcast, by telling <laughs> Potter um, the Dementors sent his love, their love to him. So he was like, I'm not going to let that guy ruin my night because Halloween's cool and I just had this great feast. Awesome. So the Golden Trio make their way back to the common room, but they're stopped in their tracks uh, because there's people outside and it's all backed up in the corridor. Mm. And then Percy's like, dudes, pushes his way through to the front because he's head boy. You I'm know? head boy. <laughs> and he wants to see what all the ruckus is about. And then... From, like, when he gets up there, a whole silence fell over the crowd from the front um, all the way to the back. And so a chill seemed to spread, like, down the corridor. And he goes, somebody get Professor Dumbledore. And then he arrives on scene. The students part to make way for him to make it to the entrance to see um, the portrait. And so finally, Ron, Hermione, and Harry were able to see what happened. Um, and in the book, it says the fat lady had vanished from her portrait, which had been slashed so viciously that strips of canvas littered the floor. Great chunks of it had been torn away completely. Mm. Like, it's crazy. Um, mm. So Dumbledore turned around with a somber look in his eyes to see Lupin and McGee hastily making their way to him. McGee tells Filch to search every painting until they find the fat lady. So then Peeves shows up. Um, and, Thank goodness. Yeah. And tries to be like, guys, you're going to be lucky to find her. Um and then Dumbledore asks him, and he won't taunt Dumbledore like he doesn't dare. Um, and so he changes his voice a bit to tell him that she's ashamed and a horrible mess and doesn't want to be seen. But he saw her um, running through landscape on the fourth floor, crying something dreadful. 
So then Dumbledore asks him if she told him who did it, um, and we are in luck. She does indeed spill the beans. And then Peeves says he got very angry when she wouldn't let him in. You see, nasty temper he's got, that serious black. dun dun mm. Yes. I was just going to say, so, like, the fat lady's portrait got totally destroyed, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you think that he was trying to literally cut his way into the common room because Perhaps. she wouldn't let him in? Like, I know mm. that it's behind this portrait, so if I just, like, hack away at it, maybe, maybe. I can get through. Yeah. Or scare her, too. Like, or like maybe a, like, anger. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. Keep, or a combination of all of it, yeah. I mean, shout out to her for not get letting him in. Yeah. Right. You I know? think he's kind of like a hothead. Like, we've talked about in our yeah. Felix Files that he can be a little bit immature because I think his growth was stunted. Yeah. That he's just, like, lashing, literally, figuratively lashing out. Mm-hmm. This is one of those moments. Um, I say all the time that this book is, like, what made me fall in love with Harry Potter. This is one of those moments where you read, you're getting, you know, like, what happened, what happened. The last words are you find out who did it, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, my yep, God. Yep, yep. And that's when yeah. you don't put the book down yeah. and yeah. you keep reading. I rem- yeah. Like, every time I read that chapter, I feel that feeling I had the first time. I have children not talking about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All over again. Yeah. yeah. All right. So on a good note, this was the first Halloween feast that the Golden Trio got to enjoy the whole <laughs> thing. Because first year, Troll in the Dungeons, they all had went up screaming, yeah. and Dumbledore was like, "Malfoy, nobody cares that Malfoy or that <laughs> Slytherins are in the dungeons as well." And then year two, they were good friends and went to nearly headless Nick's death day party, and then they found yeah. a petrified student. <laughs> um, so the food party was great. The rest, not so much. But um, another f- not so fun fact: the original fat lady that was played by Elizabeth Spriggs, um, and she passed away in two thousand eight. So pour one out for her. Oh, wow. Pour one out. Pour one yeah. out. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm. The lady that plays her again is really funny. I don't remember her name, but I've seen her on TV on other things. She's a funny lady. Yeah, she's cool. Well, yeah. Peeves, though, man. Peeves, I, that's, I always think it's neat when, because, you know, I get so, we're so saturated with the movieisms, mm-hmm. as you guys say, or the movies, right? But, uh, like, Jenny shows back up there and is talking mm-hmm. for just a quick one question, I think she asked at the very end, and mm-hmm. then Peeves is there and calls him, says, uh, it says oh, yes, Professor Head. Yeah, yeah. Like I like that he immediately changes. Like he'll probably poke fun and do yeah. stuff to all of the teachers, but Dumbledore, he's like, nah, bro, I'm not gonna. Mess Even with McGonagall, you. he would like push her buttons, yeah. you know. But he only respects Dumbledore and the Bloody Baron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. the Bloody Baron scares him. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Any, Any questions? Round? Ooh, lightning bolt round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guys, I wasn't prepped for this. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Usually Sarah comes let up with me, them all on the let spot. Let me think. What would you hope that Ron and Hermione would bring you back from Hogsmeade? Chocolate. But like specifically. Like a Honeydukes bar of chocolate. That's all I just, want. Just a Honeydukes yeah. chocolate, not a Gosh. chocolate frog? Nope. Okay. I don't really know enough about could they, it. Could they bring me back a tankard of... Uh, Butterbeer is oh, okay, not allowed. I, I amend my request. <laughs> Butterbeer. Yeah. I would say fizzing Wisbees. Is Butterbeer alcoholic? Yes. Yeah. Mm. That's really young. 13 years old to be allowed to have some alcohol. Yep. It's great. <laughs> great. Cool. I don't know. Honestly, I, I, I'm... Fizzing Wisbees. Ice mice, pepper imps. Man, I Peppermint toads are good. What Flops other, realistically in the stomach. What Exploding other bonbons. cool places do they go? Like in the, like Everywhere. Goes. 
Oh, the joke shop. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Would you want dung bombs? No, no, no. Not, I would yeah. want stuff from Weasley Wizard Wheezes. Get yeah. out of here, Zonkos. Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> Do you think Zonkos went out of business? Peruvian dark. Mm, yeah, yeah, darkness powder. Yeah. Yeah. Peruvian. Right, okay. I got another question. Yes. All right. What teacher would you ask to sign your permission slip? Whoa. Uh, Remus, because we'd be hella tight. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and he'd be like, yeah, I'll go with you. Date night. Whoa. Holy. <laughs> would you also be 13 years old? Because that's kind of gross. <laughs> no, I'd be my age now. <laughs> okay. This Going gross. to Hogwarts. <laughs> I would not ask a teacher because I would forge it. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> real, very real stories. Thing to say. Did they consider that at one point? They were considering having it forged, but well, afterwards, well, they, yeah, Dean or, or yeah, somebody, yeah, was, yeah. So had he not asked McGonagall, yeah. you know, I think it would have. Yeah, worked. he screwed himself a little bit there. He could have waited a couple days and just been like, "I sent it back and they signed it. Here you go." Yeah. Right. I don't think they would have believed him. I would have tried it. <laughs> I bet there's like some deceitful spell they could have done on it and been yeah. like, mm, "Nope, it's forged." Gosh, I don't know. Like, if you think of teachers that you could really, it depends mm. on who you're close to, right? Mm. Yeah. You know? I was going to say Haggard, but he wouldn't do it. Had it not, yeah. like, if Sirius Black had not been a threat, he would have. But. Yeah, I agree. Maybe huh. your head of house, if you're close with them? Who's your head of house? Yeah. Sprout. There's a be yeah. Sprout. Excuse me, that Meg, this is you. Professor Snape. <laughs> 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 Can I go even though I don't uh, have my permission? Flitwick, like I, do you think I would have like been I able said. to uh, charm Flitwick into uh, <laughs> signing a slip for me? Ew. <laughs> <laughs> like Man. I said, I wouldn't have gone to my head of house. I would have signed it who's myself. The, who's, is it, is it Ben's? Is that the old, the... the I don't, can he hold ghost? things? Can, can he write? Wouldn't that, <laughs> couldn't you just things? say though, sir, you know, I mean, he just... Have a conversation. He'll he breathe it out of the paper. Yeah. Yes! There's his <laughs> signature right there. <laughs> like, Does he have to breathe his name? Bins! Let me oh think God. of what else um, I can ask you guys. Who do you think... Um, do you think anybody would have signed it for Harry or not? Uh, not no, this not year. Not this year. Yeah. Not this year. Maybe any other year, but definitely not this one. I think any other year, and Dumbledore would have figured out a way to allow him to go. I um, agree. But oh, this year just wasn't going to happen. Okay. Now, would you have knocked that goblet out of not Snape's hand, Remus's hand? Hmm. Would you have told him, been like, bro, Snape, evil dude. Out to get everybody that breathes air. I feel like I would have. Because, like, I get anxious like that and, like, <laughs> feel like I need to tell somebody something. And if I really felt like Snape would, I would try to, like, drop little hints like that, too. Yeah. But, like, would you actually have knocked it out of oh, his hands? Oh, no. Probably I wouldn't not. have knocked it out of his hands, but I probably would have done something similar to Harry and, like, tried to tell him all the mm-hmm. bad things I know about this person. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't trust them. They're not trustworthy. Yeah. Yeah, that goes against my Hufflepuff nature to <laughs> knock something out of somebody's hands. I just don't. Especially Are you food. Kind of rude. Yeah, I am. Whoa, I didn't know that. You have not you told us sure. that yet. Yeah. I'd probably be like, you know, uh, Snape tried to poison Neville's toad once. And right. Yeah. <laughs> he might be exactly. trying to poison he you. He might be trying yeah. to do that to you. He might turn into a tadpole. I don't know. Yeah, be careful. You kind of sound like uh, that one girl from SNL where she's like. Um. What would you be excited about at the feast? Food or entertainment? Food. I was thinking about that entertainment. I mean, I'm obviously food for me too, but like, come on, food and the ghosts doing their thing. Like, that's actually, that's a cool little, you know, scene. 
I'd be ready for all things pumpkin. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of pumpkin stuff. Do you think they have PSLs up here on the table? Yeah, totally. Probably. In little Starbucks mugs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What would it what would Starbucks be called? Hmm. What's the top leading coffee place in the wizarding world? Wow. I know. That's I mean, key. really, it could be Phoenix Coffee, which is an actual <laughs> coffee brand. Delicious yeah. stuff. Um, what would be a good coffee name? I know. I got nothing. That's Accio Beans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Confundus Coffee. Swish and Brew. Mm. No. So, guys, Swish and Flick <laughs> is coming out. <laughs> Swish and Flick is coming out with their own brand of coffee. It's called Swish wow. and Brew. Wow. Um, do you think, serious question. Seriously? Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that they were serving sausages at this feast? <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I think they were pumpkin sausages. Oh. Yes. Your favorite. Can you make a special request? Does it ever happen? Or do you even need to? Because there's just so much goodness up there. I don't know. You the guys feast. are close to the kitchen, so you would know more than I we bet. Would. Like if you have allergies, or you're like you're a vegetarian oh, yeah, or something. Yeah, but like, be, can you, you know, be a wizard and have allergies? Because you could be like allergies removo. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I can have dairy now. Give me all that gluten, my friend. <laughs> gluten alawo. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh my god. Mm-mm-mm. Would you have cried seeing the um, torn uh, thing? I wouldn't have cried, but I would have been scared. The paint the portrait. Portrait. I would have probably cried. I cry about everything. <laughs> oh, I got a question. Wow, oh, darn it's for the next chapter. I'm going to save it. Okay. Write it Are down. Are you going to remember? Put it in your phone. No. Make I mean, a new doc for yourself and write it down. Go add it in the doc mm. right now. No, then we'll see No, it. we'll see it. We don't like to see the questions. Write yeah. it in, in invisible ink. On the top, <laughs> put it in white. Oh. It's, it's, it's close to being this chapter. It would so. probably totally work. I wonder right? if I can do this. I'm gonna do this. Just put it like way down. I'm just gonna <laughs> highlight some of my stuff and change it to white. Good grief! Boom! Invisibility cloak on the Google Doc. <laughs> <laughs> blown away. Blown Sarah away. Just freaked out. Oh my gosh! She could put hidden messages. Hidden, me- hidden messages in there. They would be a great April oh, Fool's joke to play on our people that like actually oh, read the doc. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, the kids do it all the time with their papers, all the time. They print it in white. No, they uh, when they submit it to you, like, and we grade everything electronically. At the very bottom, if you just highlight with your just highlight the whole page, you'll see that invisible message there. They've they've changed the font uh, color. Yeah, and there it is, Mr. Kirk, you suck. <laughs> and I'm like, well. All right, well, I guess you're, a, guess you're getting an old D minus. I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's not kidding. No I'm one's sure. ever said that about Mr. Kirk, just to be clear. So We say it all the time. <laughs> oh, gosh. What do they say? No, it's different things. I actually, one of my kids, K, I just his first initial K, is like, he does it all the time. It's just a little funny, like a joke. Like oh, he'll put that's a joke cute. in there or something. Yeah, because he kind of knows that I know to look for it or whatever. And then, you know, I, I let the other teachers know and, like, Sure enough, like kids do it just to be funny. Right. You know, they kind of want to see if you do catch it, you know. So that's funny. Yeah. All right. I think we can go into our fan story if no one else has questions. Fan story. All right. Good. This is a special sort of fan story because today is July 15th, which is one if of our listeners. If you're not a patron and you're listening, it's oh, yeah. It yeah. comes yeah. out officially on the 15th. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. 
Today is Julie Murphy's birthday, and she has submitted a Potter story. So happy first birthday, of all, Julie. yes, happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday. And here is her Potter story. Hi, Swishers. I'm Julie, and before I share my Potter story, I wanted to delve into my Potter profile. I'm a Ravenclaw, and my original Ilvermory house is Wampus, Meg. Mm. But after having to retake the test, I was sorted into Puckwudgie, which I don't hate. P.S. As I'm writing this, I can hear Katie's voice narrating it. Your wish has come true. My wand is a redwood with a phoenix feather core, 13 and 3 quarter inches, and supple flexibility. And alas, my Patronus is also a bird, a night jar? I've never heard of that one. I don't hate it, but I feel like it should be a warm and fuzzy creature. I joked that my anxiety Patronus would be a kitten, while the night jar would just would fend of anything dangerous. I like that you could have maybe more than one Patronus depending on your situation. Mm-hmm. That's cool. On to my story. My apologies because it's pretty long. My Potter story is very similar to others. My mother got me the first book and said she heard that it was a popular series that I should try reading. I love to read, but at 12, the fact that my mom suggested it meant I wanted nothing to do with it. The first three books were out, and the fourth was released that summer. Summer came, and it was time to read the books off of my school summer reading list. That year, I had to read Uncle Tom's Cabin. If anyone has never seen this book, it's about 400 pages, and the font is itty-bitty. I read the first chapter and then went went looking for literally anything else to read. Cue Harry Potter. I picked it up and thought, why not give it a try? It can't be any worse than required summer reading. I, of course, fell in love. I didn't finish the first three in time to go to the midnight release of Goblet of Fire, but I didn't miss a single one after that. The Half-Blood Prince was released the day after my birthday. Wow, that's that's coming up. Anniversary. Um, so the Barnes & Noble release party was my 18th birthday party. That's pretty sweet. Any, everyone was there for me, right? Not for Harry Potter. My older sister went with me, and it was probably one of the best birthdays of my life. Fun anecdote. And I like this because I'm a graphic designer. The last movie came out on my birthday as well. My boyfriend at the time took me to the midnight release, and they were doing Harry Potter trivia before it started. I had to use the restroom and had to miss the last trivia question. I came back from the bathroom and asked what I missed, and he said, Can you believe that people actually know the font in the books? I turned to him with a straight face and said, A Garamond size 12. (laughs) He just kind of looked at me with this bewilderment and turned to watch a preview. So I, I of course, felt like I had to explain myself and probably made it worse because I said, what? Anyone who has written Harry Potter fan fiction obviously wanted to use the same (laughs) font. I know I did. (laughs) My resume podcast outlines that basically anything I write in life is in Garamond font. Her Potter story was in Garamond font, by the way. Mm. I reread the books all the time and went to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter when it was just Hogsmeade in 2013. But that was the extent of my Harry Potter obsession as the years passed. I've always felt a strong connection to the Wizarding World, and I would always ask for Harry Potter stuff for holidays. But I didn't have any friends who felt many friends who felt the same. My obsession started to grow again as as I reread the books at 29. For some reason, they spoke to me in a different way. I'm totally learning that now. I was in a terrible relationship, and it became my escape. Loot Crate came out with a Harry Potter box, and I have a subscription, but it wasn't until I started listening to Swish and Flick did my obsession truly resurface. I recently walked away from that abusive relationship. I was still in love with him, but he was a drug addict who was destroying my life as well as his own. It was the hardest thing I've ever done to walk away from someone I was in love with, and I desperately needed a distraction from the heartache. In came Swish and Flick. I met Megan while waiting in line for a Hanson concert. In Disney, it's no surprise we became friends. She's still saved in my phone as Megan Hansen. <laughs> and of course, Katie, that's me, was there. <laughs> um, she said, you don't have to read this part out loud, but I think it's funny. I remember Megan and I waited 
waited after the last concert to meet Hanson, and we saw Ike walking past the Japan Pavilion, and we both freaked out and got selfies with him. Then we managed to get selfies with Zach, and I had to I had to meet my ride back to the hotel. But Megan went to the boardwalk to try and see them. About a half hour later, she got a text from Megan Hanson, and it was a picture of her in her sparkly Christmas Mickey ears and Isaac Hanson in a hallway at the boardwalk. <laughs> uh, we've kept in touch over the years, and I knew... They had Switch and Flick, so I downloaded the first episode and never looked back. I listen to the episodes when I'm in a bad mood or sad or just need another Harry Potter fix. I have come to love all of you. I laugh out loud at half of Seraph's comments and Tiffany's recap, and the Switch and Flick Facebook group is awesome. I feel like I've made a thousand new and insanely awesome friends. You only laugh at half my comments, not all of them? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, Julie. She laughs at all of mine. Mm. You're not that funny. I'm hilarious. You're just funny looking. <laughs> Do you remember when Sarah would always go, hilarious? It's hilarious. Not. But <laughs> thank you, Julie, for sharing your story. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. And You're I'm awesome. Glad, and I'm glad that I met you five years ago. Whew. Wow, really? At Epcot. Yeah. Wow, interesting. The experimental prototype community of tomorrow. FYI, she is also saved in my phone as Julie Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. And I went to go and call her the other day, and on my phone, it's or on my car, it's like voice. So I was like, call Julie Murphy. And then it was like, no contacts with that name. And I'm like, what? That's her <laughs> name, isn't it? And mm. then I was like, oh, Julie Hansen. I forgot. <laughs> I'm sure she'd love to be Julian's. <laughs> Aren't they That's all married? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. All right. Do we want to shamelessly plug our projects? Yeah. As you can go first. Yeah, you can you go, first. go first. Yeah. Uh, well, I always go again, last. Hey, so. thanks for letting me, you know, sit in here with you guys. And thanks just for being a, here. A little Potter discussion, you know, just good to get it out of my system here. Uh, <laughs> Is that Bud? <laughs> no, that was not Bud. That was just, uh, you know. I was, he's going to hang out with us so much, he's going to have his own personality. Know, There'll right? be yeah, Julian. You have to name them. I don't Julian know who Lanes, that was. I, and he's got to get I'll one. Name, I don't know. I'll figure one out. Yeah. I'll figure the, something out. The name out. will come to you. Florence wasn't okay. always Florence. She was no name for a while. <laughs> But anyways, no, seriously, thanks. It's fun. Um, and uh, so basically, I do a couple other projects. Um, I, I didn't mention this one last time very well. Um, so I don't want my Matt. My, my, my Matt? Oh my, <laughs> that. I can't even talk right now. My friend Matt, I don't want him to get uh, super pissed at me for not uh, plugging this project, but we do a Game of Thrones podcast. Um, it is a book club type of situation. Um, you know, stole it all from Swish and Flick. True. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a song of ice and fire. Uh, book club, and we talk uh, theories and uh, fun stuff there. And also with my good buddy Lane. What's it called? Did I say that? You never I think said you what did. it was called. Oh, b- bend the knee. I, you're right. I didn't say what it was called. You're right. Uh, <laughs> you did. Matt's gonna kill. Matt's gonna be like, dude, you're terrible. At Let's be projects. honest. Matt's not gonna listen. True. True. Let's be honest. Why am I even pretending? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but no, it's called Bend the Knee. Uh, we have a lot of fun over there, so you guys should definitely check it out. Um, I know some Swishers actually listen, um, so it's cool stuff. Um, a Another project I'm working on is an unexpected podcast, uh, Up Talking Tolkien, with uh, my good buddy Lane, who will be at, um, I, call it, I keep saying Potterfest. Wizardly, Wizardly World, World of Kent. Kent. That's what I mean to say. You can tell that they've had to correct me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I have to correct myself all the time. Uh, so anyways, yeah, we talk about, you know... Frodo Baggins, Frodo Baggins, and uh, the rest Frodo of Frodo dies. Frodo lives, and um, and uh, so yeah, we talk about Lord of the Rings there. It's a good time. Also, another book club if you're interested in that. It's good. I yeah. listen. 
It's I actually like it. very good. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not into Game of Thrones, so I have not listened to Bend the Knee, but I It's good really too. They're both game they're love. both games. <laughs> <laughs> I really love Up Talking. It's Tommy. late. It is so late, guys. They're both it really is. good. Genuinely. If you like Lord of the Rings, you guys will love that podcast. If you like Game of Thrones, they don't talk just about the book, they kinda of talk about the show too. So it's a good also, they're both good. I also want to say about Unexpected Podcast, um, so I've only ever seen the movies a handful of times. Yeah. And I have tried Extended and edition? tried and Extended? Tr- no. Oh, we've got to do a marathon then. <laughs> I've yeah. tried and tried and tried and tried and tried and tried again <laughs> to read Lord of the Rings and I just I just can't. Did you listen? Do you not like I, listening either? I downloaded the audiobook and I don't think I like the guy's voice. <laughs> I'm just that does I can't stuff. do it. So, but with that Wait. being said, regardless, I still love listening to the podcast, even just with mm-hmm. my general knowledge of Middle Earth and Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like, I still follow it like 75, 80% of the time, what you guys are talking about. Cool. That's good. And yeah. like, I know that you connect things or whatever and like as spoilers or whatnot, yeah. but like, I've seen the movies once, so I kind of like get the gist of what goes on and what happens. And I don't think that you have to be like a. No. Intense yeah, you know. the Rings fan to listen. They have a good that, yeah. chemistry on the podcast. Yeah. Here's my question to you, Ezra. Yeah. You should just read the books for us and do our own personal. Yeah, with your voice. Yeah, oh or gosh. Lane. He's got a great voice, too. You nice. guys could alternate chapters. Yes. Lane or Julian. Wow. Yeah. Both. <laughs> oh, alternate between the three of you. Oh, my God. Julian. And his new voice. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is yet, but it's it's something. Yeah, we could do that. That'd be fun. We yeah. could do some. But Maybe then just, I would listen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just for okay. us. Because the guy on Audible, not a fan. Okay. Interesting. You know, I am. I don't know. I, we didn't do it this for this coming Sunday, but I have actually taken segments of, of our conversations and I'm like playing this for Lane. So when Lane, I, so I'm going to play that for Lane and I'm going to have him, you know, just I'll pitch it to him on our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He likes that kind of stuff. That's a lot of reading, though. I know. Yeah, we don't but have to do you, it, though. But for you, yeah, we'd do it. We'd do it for you. I just, okay. yeah, I just, I just don't like the guy's voice. I need a better voice. Yeah, and actually, it takes a little, it takes a couple of chapters to get into it, honestly. And you know what, Lane, I can't. I'm, I'm going to throw you under the under the bus here, buddy. But he hasn't read. He has read The Hobbit, but he hasn't finished it. He just See, admitted I remember listening. Yeah, yeah, I listened so to that he, whole episode. I've it only shocked read the, the uppers. Hobbit. Let me tell you, he was well, what? You that finished yeah. The Hobbit? Like, what happened? And so it, he's a big fan of the films and, and the books and the histories and stuff. But The Hobbit, so I think you might like The Hobbit. I've, I've read The Hobbit. Oh, I like do, The Hobbit. And you like The Hobbit. Okay, cool. Good. But I just can't get into Fellowship. I haven't read any of them. I've tried multiple times, and Katie, I don't know. Katie, have you ever seen the movies? You ever seen the Um, I saw the first movie. You did? That was it. Long That's time it. ago, I really it's have. So good, like it's I have beautiful. no knowledge of Lord of the Rings. It's a beautiful movie. Yeah. I mean, I'll try it again. I I had a this. I know that we're going on a tangent here with this, but I um I think one reason why I didn't get into Lord of the Rings when it was super popular was because it was popular at the same time frame that Harry Potter was mm-hmm. popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember Lord of the Rings got nominated for like every Oscar yeah. ever, mm-hmm. yep. and Lord of the Ring or er, and Harry Potter mm-hmm. got yep. nominated for some. But Lord of the Rings always beat them. 
and it was like this vent. Like I just hated Lord of the Rings oh because it because, beat yeah. Harry Potter and everything, yeah. and I was like, "Damn you, Lord of the Rings! <laughs> I want John Williams to win yeah. Best Music, and it didn't." Uh, yeah. So I think that it, that's kind of part of my holdup with it. But I got a grudge. Yeah, yeah it's a grudge. Yeah. But I'm um, I'm enjoying listening to the podcast. Yeah. So. Dun, 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 dun. Sorry. Like I loved the movies because like. Growing up, I went with my dad. He took me to see all of them because I think he didn't want to go alone. So he's like, Sarah, come with me. And I, so, dad or daddy, daughter time. I don't yeah. call him that. You know, Father, real, real quick, time. though, for, for uh, JK and what's happening in, in Harry Potter. JK. The, the, uh, the world building. The world building. Can't, I can't speak anymore. Um, that she, she's starting to do that, right? So that's what Fantastic mm-hmm. Beast is about, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Is giving us the histories and all of that. Yeah, taking us to other countries and viewing the Wizarding World, which is really awesome. Yeah, I think I can't wait to learn about France in this upcoming one. Yeah, I think that's really, really neat. I want to go to Ilvermorny. JK, are you out there? Dear Joe, show me Ilvermorny. JK, are you out there? (laughs) (laughs) Please show us all the things. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you guys want to plug your shift? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so Katie and I are on another podcast called Grown Up Kids. It's a Disney podcast where we chronologically watch all the Disney films. We are currently still in the 50s, going to be there a while. Um, We just did uh, Robin Hood and His Merry Men comes out today with not the animated Robin Hood, the old live action Robin Hood, Um, which actually was good. It's so good. I'm going to watch it. You'll like it. I like like when he kisses the um, jewels off his finger. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And next week, actually, is Peter Pan. I'm pretty excited to talk about Peter Pan. And actually... um, I'm excited to make the comparisons of Robin Hood and his Merry Men and Peter Pan. Because, like, it's funny that they're one right after another. And there's, like, a lot of similarities with them. With Robin Hood and his clan. And then, like, Peter Pan with the Lost Boys. So it's going to be fun. I'm excited to talk about it this week. Um, Would you say that Peter is so fly he never lands? Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Oh, my God. But if you want to check us out, we are everywhere that Swish and Flick is. So Podbean, (laughs) iTunes... Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify. Check us out. They also are always physically where Swish and Flick is at least half the time because <laughs> True. You know, half of Swish and Flick. Yes. <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, we also have, me and Meg, have a Etsy shop called Akio Designs. We're also going to be featured at the Wizard- Wizardly World of Kent. So we make can a I ton of posters. We have new designs this year. So if you came last year, you can come back. Do See you some really? new stuff? We yes, sir, we do. Ones. We yeah. have some I new ones. I haven't seen any of these new designs. Because mm-hmm. we haven't released them Are to you the Yeah, they are secret. And one kind of has a little bit of a tie to Swish, so. It might. Mm-hmm. Wow. Fun fact, guys. All mm-hmm. four people sitting at this table right now will be at the Wizardly World of Kent. Oh, yeah. Mm. Tiffany, will, Tiffany will be there for a little bit, too, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Your turn, Sarah. All right, guys. It's my project. I learned about this from a dude recently, so I've decided I'm going to build a life-size R2-D2. Oh, really? <laughs> and if that goes well, I think I'm going to make a little BB-8. Are but- you kidding me? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Daggone it. You know? I said uh. it. I said it. It's out there. What happens if I make it better than yours that you're not making yet and before you? I hope you do. I hope you do. <laughs> Can you just buy the materials for me and then I don't we can have just... that kind of money? Come on, you know. I want the 
real fancy one though. Like maybe it could be like a cooler that you open up and like a fresh beverage comes out. <laughs> yeah, that'd be probably easier than the legit R tube. Yeah, a fresh I mean. beverage. <laughs> Gosh. I made him drink a um, polar today, like a um, sparkling water yeah. that's cranberry lime flavor. He did not appreciate <gasps> it. That's a good flavor. It's the best flavor. And I don't yeah. like sparkling water, and I like that I'm gonna, one. I'm going to build a life-size R2-D2. You do you. That's going to be my next project. I also kind of do it other... Right, what? Oh, you, could, you, could put, you could actually make R2 in, in swish colors. You could do like a purple and like... I'm a, not a big fan of purple. Okay, well, I'm just saying. Swish 2, flick cool. 2. Okay, no. S2, F2. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I'm also, we all know that like... S7, not that I don't care F7. about R2-D2. Yeah. But one would say that I'm a huge fan of uh, the good old BB-8. BB-1.8. He's the bomb.com, BB my friend. BB-2.8. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> 7.8. Mm. Oh. Okay. 7.7. But yeah, that's uh, that's what my new goal is, to build a life-size R2-D2. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I should legitimately look into it. Well, he can tell me how to do it, because he's looked into it. Wouldn't that be really cool? Mm-hmm. It would be really cool. <laughs> and I'm sitting over here, like, hoping to God you'll actually do it. Because like, he clearly is the one who I sold the idea from. He's talking to this dude, and uh, this dude <laughs> said... Uh, I'm a nerd. Look at the Star Wars stuff. These geeks all got together and made some Star Wars stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's great. All right, that's it. All right, I guess we uh we'll put Tiffany right here. Tiffany, Tiffany, you ain't on the podcast because you just had a baby. On that note, uh, that concludes this week's episode. So thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. <gasps> Amazing! Just my voice! Hello and welcome to an unexpected flicker. Go ahead. Hi, this is Megan. Wow. Hey, this is Katie. I'm Florence. So we're checking, and that sounds good. You, and I am checking as well. Wow, I was a little bit high. I'm a little bit loud. I'm a little louder than everybody else, That's barely. Weird. That's check, weird. check, 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 check. Woo! Check. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, all right, are we guys? Are we ready to start the podcast? Yeah. Uh, hold on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm bud. You can do a good bud. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, come, yeah, come, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready on the- All right, guys, this episode is happening now. Officially, episode fifty. Do you we know what that means, here. y'all? Guys, that means we have two episodes after this, when we are officially podcasters for one full year. Are you ready? Pretty <laughs> crazy. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.